Well, we are in the throes of October, and with the big release of Blade Runner 2049, we've decided to go back and relive, or in probably most cases, live the original Blade Runner, and why not add on Blade Runner 2049, doing a Blade Runner 2-4, so... With that in mind, we might need to bring on someone else to haul this big load of show. We'll find out who that is after this intro theme. Of course, you know it's the review. Review. Yes. Are you a replicant? Ask me some very emotional questions so you can figure it out. <laughs> Do you cry when you hold a woman's hand? <laughs> Subject. Or no. whatever. No. no, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know how that I want to fucking... Yeah, what are the words that he yells? And I'm curious. <laughs> I wish I would have watched the movie closer. Um, so yeah, today on the show, we are going over not only Blade Runner 2049, what just came out this last week, but we are also going back to the original Blade Runner, 1982 Blade Runner report. You got a twofer. Watched a lot of Blade Runner this week. Yeah. Specifically all in one day. I know. <laughs> I was surprised because you were like, hey, I'm going to go see Blade Runner tonight. And I was like, did you see the original yet? And then you sent me a picture of you in the middle of it. I'm like, that's a lot of Blade Runner in one day. <laughs> and on this journey we are taking, JT, we have brought a friend, uh, our expert on Blade Runner. We yeah. can ask him any question. We got him straight it. out. We got him straight out of our <laughs> podcast off world. <laughs> uh, we got... Uh, the one, the only, PK is in the house. Yeah. Uh, set this up on Saturday night. We got a little drunk and kind of forgot about it. Hell and then hands. you're like, wait a minute. Your podcast is on Wednesday, right? Yep. I think I'll be there. I think I'll be there. <laughs> a strange turn of events. The stars align. So you came sporting cans of ham. Yep. Hams. Hams. Uh, Sorry. Crisp and delicious. Very nutritious, too. Yeah. I, I'm not seeing any. Um, hold on, I'm not seeing any nutrients on it, but I'm sure there's plenty of vitamins and <laughs> and minerals in here. For <laughs> So that's what you got upcoming on this show. All of that kind of humor. Yeah. I and hope more. you're all wringing your hands in an excitement. <laughs> uh, but before we do that, we got we got a jam packed show. We do. So much got so that NYCC yeah, was right. this past week. So got a lot of trailers. That's right. Got mm. a lot of news. That's right. Got a lot mm. of Blade Runner. That's right. I got Sea Danger just sea stalking danger us from the stalking dark. Stalking us. We got hams. <laughs> Weaponizing our baby monitor. <laughs> oh, hey, I also want to announce uh, I'm also going to be unboxing. You can watch this. <laughs> I'm going to be unboxing a new phone today because I just got the <laughs> LG V30 presented by LG. you seeing this on the screen right Paul, now. Paul, they're not a sponsor. <laughs> I didn't get a new phone, though. I don't want to get sued. How many phones is that now? This is the third phone. Paul has three phones. I have three phones, always. <laughs> He's well, going to be covered in cameras. 
Covered in GoPros. <laughs> All fish-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going a bit light on the news tonight. All right. Because we got so much to talk about later on in the show. Okay. Starting with. Yeah. JT. Starting at NYCC. What is that a bag of? Oh, that's, all Whoa. that's a lot of PBRs. Was that from last week? Like yeah. A garbage bag of beer. Oh, man. So that's what I love. Warm PBRs. I'm put a couple in the fridge. All right. Good idea. Marvel Comics uh, partnered with a very unlikely uh, company in order to promote a new book. JT, did you hear about this? No. Uh, well... They were... Chelsea, what are you doing mouthing stuff to me? What is going on back there? We don't have another don't one. We have another one. Joel has one, but he doesn't know where it is. Uh-oh. We don't have an... Uh, maybe I don't have the other one here. All right. Fine, guys. Womp womp. Uh, so, Marvel Comics partnered with Northrop Grumman. If you don't know what that is, it is a real-life arms dealer that profiteer off war. <laughs> and they were going to make a comic book about uh, that company. Just how great they are. <laughs> and turns out nobody liked that idea. So much so that when they announced it at NYCC, everyone was against it. And this was a quote that Marvel issued by email on Saturday during NYCC. And I quote, The activation with Northrop Grumman at New York Comic-Con was meant to focus on aerospace technology and exploration in a positive way, it said. However, as the spirit of that intent had not come across, we will not be proceeding with this partnership, including this weekend's event programming. And it goes on to say, Marvel and Northrop Grumman continue to be committed to elevating and introducing STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, to a broad audience. Northrop Grumman did not immediately respond to requests for this comment. <laughs> So they just said they wanted guns. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe as their intent was to do something else that uh, Northrop Grumman can do, because I guess they invented like, or they produced the B two stealth bomber. They also profit off people dying in war, <laughs> and so people put a kibosh to that right quick. Guys, but they sent us to space. <laughs> I guess. They also... Who cares? Who cares if they make millions of dollars off of people dying? <laughs> Space. <laughs> I just have no idea, like why Disney would even make this like happen. Who thought it's, that it's, would have been a great one idea? One step closer to taking over the yeah, country. Yeah, they want to oh, be the next Skynet. True. Yeah, Skynet. That's very true. I never thought about it that way. They want to own it all, man. Just anyway. a bunch of military helmets with big mouse ears just going down the street. <laughs> Get out of your house! Like yeah, like yeah. There's gonna mouse. be a bunch of militarized dead mouse. <laughs> That'd be pretty freaky. <laughs> Having a big electronic mouse head run at you. The songs would be great. I suppose the songs the head, would be great. The head general's got the disco ball one. <laughs> like head. You know, dead mouse got a billion fucking heads. He's got all them heads. Uh, more controversy in the news today, JT. What? Rick and Morty in the news. Uh-oh. 
Oh, is this the Szechuan? <laughs> the Szechuan sauce debacle. Who knew that fans of such a smart show could be so fucking dumb? <laughs> Who knew that for them only doing a promotion for one day, that it would be just a great idea to do that when yeah. people come out in droves just to get a packet of sauce? I heard, I heard people are like trying to like start up like class action lawsuits. Jesus. They got because their life must be pretty good if this is all they yeah. have to complain about. Because they didn't give they didn't get their special teriyaki and ketchup. <laughs> uh really cuz I thought it was more of a barbecue mixed with a sweet and sour. <laughs> I heard it was ketchup and Worcestershire sauce. Oh really? That's what the Szechuan sauce is? That's I don't know. I've heard different Ooh. theories. Long story short, it's not worth fucking <laughs> a like, class action yeah. lawsuit. And I guess they've got like interviews with parents talking about how their kids were crying because they didn't get any Szechuan sauce. This is a promotion based off of a TV show that involved somebody raping like fairy tale creatures and then eating the babies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about this, PK? Um. I did. I was gonna throw it to Hams real quick for uh, oh, what goes good with Szechuan sauce, but then the whole uh, rape thing thing happened, and I'm not gonna say Hams endorses that. So That's I good. did hear about the sauce. Little disappointed. <laughs> Is all but, of your commentary uh, gonna be Hams? Are you looking for a sponsorship just for yourself? Can I just get Hams to? Does Hams even still exist? <laughs> I just wanted to say I'm taking the cover off right now to this new LG V30. Oh, yeah. this, watching this unboxing has been riveting also, P.S. This is, it comes with a really nice branded cloth. It, you know, it's I kind of don't know if Paul knows where he is. It's the hams, man. It just it makes you forget life. Forget all your troubles. But no, I did hear about the Szechuan debacle. I... Uh, I read a thing online where it's like somebody took it as the McDonald's only doing it for one day did the most Rick thing <laughs> as only doing it for one day when I'm guessing everyone was planning it to be like this whole month long thing. Yeah. Thing. Well, apparently McDonald's isn't going to it. It came out and to uh, tell the patrons of the would be Szechuan sauce that later this season. They'll be coming out with it for a week span of time. So everyone who missed out can get that crummy old sauce. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. Uh, yeah, right. Great things here, guys. Thanks, good Ron. stuff. It's yeah. all good stuff. My last little bit of news is that the Hulk uh, has been talked about very recently with his upcoming uh, appearance in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. But uh, people are like, hey, when's that Hulk movie going to come out? When's that new Hulk movie? Only a few people are saying this. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. Because Feige says it'll probably never happen. Because the rights Hulk's, are... Yeah, Hulk's owned by something else. Well, he's it? not owned, but distribution of it is run through Universal still. So, it's a weird thing. He can be in, like, buddy movies or yeah. group movies, and that's fine. But if it's a solo venture, it's through Universal. And uh, so what they are planning to do, and Ruffalo backed this up, is that the Hulk will have his own trilogy 
but it'll be a, in across the span of the next three Marvel big Marvel movies. So it's kind of going to start in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. There's a little story there. And then a piece of it will be in Avengers 3, yeah. and then it'll wrap up in Avengers 4. Yeah. When I guess maybe he'll show back up and punch Thanos in the face. I don't know. Who knows what that'll do. But he'll have a full, complete arc across those three films. Oh, yeah. JT, you excited about uh, maybe a little a, a little uh, through line with the Hulk there? No, yeah, sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> Ruffalo's got a good Hulk going on. I love it. Got that good Hulk. He got the, up. He got that good Hulk. Not that bad. What are you pulling Could you out make now? More no- what is what this? What are you doing? I'm trying Still to get the unboxing. This cable. Uh, LG. I Ask JT. Yeah, we had a fourth the mic. The least is interesting thing you could do. We had a fourth mic. I don't where know where it mic? is. Somebody dropped the mic. I don't know. <laughs> I got a mic in my. I did have a mic in my car today, but I. Took it back to the you office. Decided to crush it. Yeah, I crushed the mic. Uh, that's all the news I got, JT. What, what What do you got in your okay. on your plate? Let me see. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Creed two. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Sylvester Stallone set to direct it. Getting oh. Back in that directing chair. So far, I've liked Stallone in that director's chair. Yeah. It's done okay for himself. I've enjoyed him. And mm-hmm. especially with that uh, that Ivan Drago type uh, storyline maybe playing a part in it as well. Mm-hmm. I want to see where, where, where they go with that. Still haven't seen Creed. And I'm not even a huge fan of the Rocky movies either. <laughs> just don't do anything for me. I like the first Rocky. And Rocky Four is just ridiculous. <laughs> Is that the one with Ivan Drago in it? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love that they're going to try and build this serious storyline off of the most ridiculous Rocky movie ever. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll... I don't know. Yeah, like, even when, they pe- brought, even when they brought up, like... Even in Creed, when they brought up how his father died in the ring, it was like, yeah, but he was like... He looked like a... Like, he looked weird as fuck with all those, like, American flag shit on. And, like, it was just... Ivan Drago just like being super Soviet, just being the shit out of him. Like, <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's the one. That's Dolph Lundgren, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Then I'm on. I'm all on board. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, we'll see where that goes. Creed two getting directed by Old Slash Stone. Old Slash. Old Sylvester. Old Sylvester. PK, uh, you're really sorry, crunching. What is happening with I'm this LG? Lights. I'm taking this, this nice uh, plastic God. protective case. I'm putting just it waiting in the wings, bitch. <laughs> She's just trying to get me to tap out. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. So I Did you guys know yeah. that this month is... Uh, do you guys, do you guys lo- locate the show, like where you're located? Well, we, don't want to be we say we're in small town... Uh, USA. Uh, okay. So, you know, uh, Sly Stallone did a little movie in, um, the Key City, Dubuque, Iowa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, this month is actually, or was it last month? It was Fist, Fist Month. Fist Month? The, huh? mo- the, the month where the movie Fist was made by Sly Stallone. I don't know yeah. if he was, he wasn't a director, was he? 
I think he just acted in that. He just acted in it, but he uh, just, uh, this was like the 30th anniversary or something like that. Oh, so geez. it's all the buzz in the town. It's Fist all 30. The, Fist 30. It's all about it. The, Fist the whole 30. town's a buzz. Not that that town is anywhere near here. <laughs> no, of yeah, course not. nowhere near here. No. It's small town close. adjacent. Barely. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's a hop, skip, and a jump away. Basically. Mm-hmm. But no, mm-hmm. that was a movie he was in, right? People loved that movie. I've never even... I've never seen that movie. I've never even heard of it. Except maybe I've gone to Dubuque once and there was a poster of Fist Up in a brewery. And I seriously contemplated its valid- that would, validity. That would totally be a... Virility? That would totally be a yeah. poster in a brewery. But no, it's a good movie. Check it out. If if you have You've nothing going on... You've seriously seen Fist? I have, yeah. Is that any good? It's... The Dubuque parts are good, but once the Dubuque parts are over, the movie gets boring. Oh, no. Like, don't. Just watch it for Dubuque. <laughs> All right. Fair <laughs> it's enough. It's like a character in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like New York City. It's like New York uh, City. The fourth character of the, the movie fourth or character, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, it's always the other character in... All movies that take place in New York. I'm leaving. I'm getting kicked off this podcast. <laughs> oh no! But you know what I'm gonna do? LG packages back up. I'm gonna take a refreshing sip of this Ham's beer. <laughs> God, still going for that. Uh, still going for that sponsorship. Anyways, slice of, sliced alone. Yes. Still alive. <laughs> Looking as wide. And injected full of HGH as ever. <laughs> Have you seen that guy's hands? They're like paws. Yeah. God. It's like big veiny mitts. Like fucking A, dude. Like, <laughs> like if you go back and watch like First Blood or like Rocky, he is like a svelte, small. He's got like a smaller build. And then you go and watch like, like Rambo Four. Oh, yeah. And he's like a moose. So, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell happened there? Yeah. Like, he came out of the primordial ooze with the primordial ooze the was primordial. horse steroids. <laughs> Jesus. It's not so, man. I don't know how he did it. Yeah. HGH. So, uh, <laughs> have you guys been keeping up with that uh, Tyrese Rock feud from um, Fast and Furious? If you mean keep up with... I mean, heard vaguely, and just stopped caring. But it was funny. Yeah, I just like that. It's <laughs> they're they're both pretty big parts of this franchise, and it's like being torn apart because Tyrese <laughs> is pissed that The Rock's getting spinoff movies and he's not. I wish I could uh, have seen any of these to see even like what kind of character Tyrese even is. I think he's got a goofball in most of them. Oh, he's the goofy one? Yeah. Tyrese. Yeah. Is the goofy one. Yeah, I think he is. And he's got n- no legs to stand on. Yeah. He's not rock. No. Material? He's no. not stay the material? No. Stay them could kick circles around that Mm-mm. guy. Yeah. Just take his shirt off and, like, bathe himself in freaking motor oil and, like, fight people in a garage. Yeah. Kick a fire hose at somebody or whatever he did <laughs> in one movie. I don't trust him. <laughs> you don't trust Statham? No, Tyrese. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's too goofy, right? Yeah. Tyrese. He comes off as such a goofball. Yeah. Tyrese, more like... Bye, Reese. Oh, Bye, got Felicia. Him. Oh, hello. <laughs> got him. 
Oh man. Did that did your LG give you that joke, Paul? <laughs> no, but the Nams did. <laughs> very crisp, very, very refreshing. <laughs> Almost witty with its crisp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a very witty whip. <laughs> a wit a wit crisp. <laughs> a wit wit crisp. Uh, Troy, yeah, that Universal monster film franchise, yes, uh, might be taking a little bit of a hit. What's up now with Apparently, the dark universe? There, yeah, <laughs> their dark universe. Uh, they just recently took their Bride of Frankenstein release, yes, off the table. Uh oh, it, it is well, it's off the schedule. Push back or just not on the it's table? It's just on there right now. Not on there right now. Oh, God. Who they might put it back on at a, for a later date, but it's been officially taken off the schedule right now. Maybe Any reason? Trouble in Paradise. Maybe that mummy didn't do as well as I thought it would. Uh, maybe that mummy we know didn't do as well as I thought it would. Just got on Netflix. I'll tell you if it's shitty next week, which it, I probably will. It's already on Netflix? No, I got, <laughs> I got, the, net, I got the DVD. I still participate in their DVDs. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what a response. Yeah. Ow. Don't judge me. PK over here acting like DVDs don't exist anymore. Don't judge me, Paul. <laughs> I, like, I like that. I don't like, uh, if you guys heard, Netflix is raising their prices again. Yeah, only only if you are on their HD plan. Right. Yeah, if you're a standard too. definition, then it stays the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. But and their all... HD plans, I think, are going up like a dollar. Yeah, and also Hulu is dropping their prices. Did you see that? Oh, really? oh I did not shit. see that. Every, for Shots fired. Everything except for like just the basic package that you get and the commercial free. Those are staying the same. But if you just have like their... I, I, maybe they don't have a basic package. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. But their regular normal package that mostly everyone has is yeah. dropping a dollar. Ooh. Uh, for this fall TV season. Yeah. As Netflix is going up a dollar. They're Just still so the fuck them all up. Scoop some more people in. But then I all, because I was, I read that article and I was saying like, oh my God, Hulu's trying to really bite back at Netflix there. But then they said they're raising their prices back in January again right. to back to their normal, what whatever they were. Hey, it might work. It might. It might. Get, like some people be like, oh shit. Yeah, I've been a fan of Hulu as of, like the last few. Weeks. Oh yeah, they've been really like bumping up their uh, content too. Yeah, and I just read another thing. Um, I actually posted this on the review Twitter page where why Netflix or not Netflix? Why Marvel put the Runaways, their Marvel project, on Hulu rather than Netflix? Yeah, and it's mostly because I like this is the way I took it is that. Maybe they're kind of apprehensive about Netflix's $20 billion debt or whatever it is. Yeah. And I don't know why they'd be scared of, like, the juggernaut that everybody has. But they said, like, we want to put this proje- product on Hulu because it's, like, a up-and-coming starter. Whereas, like, how Netflix used to be. And I'm like... Kind of, but Hulu's been out for a long yeah. time. And Hulu's got a lot more like connections with other stuff than Netflix does. Yeah, because all the big studios bought into it. Fox, yeah. NBC, and ABC oh, yeah. all have equal stakes in Hulu. Mm-hmm. CBS does not. It has its own 
fucking own... pay as you. That's yeah. okay because Flex only people that are like seventy years old and above watch CBS. Or people that want to see Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> is that you, PK? Yeah. I'm gonna wait till the whole like first season is done, and you can get a free month, and I'm just gonna binge the whole thing. And be like, nah. Ah, shit. Gee. Look, look. Good listen to that. Listen to that, some bitch. Yeah. Good. It's the thing. hams talking, really. <laughs> oh, hams gave that idea. <laughs> I wish. Be sure to say that with the label out, so everyone can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> everyone can hear the label <laughs> for the viewers at home. So. But that's all my news, Troy. All right. Whatever news we said through our, const- our random ramblings of the <laughs> shit. Uh, well, most of everything that I was finding that looked interesting and it wasn't about rape allegations, <laughs> which I feel <laughs> so, like I don't want to talk about on yeah, this podcast. We're all about having a good time. Rape allegations are not a good time. Not yeah. ever. So, Especially it just got done watching the sexual harassment panda episode of South Park. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> it felt way too, felt way too close to home. <laughs> um, <laughs> sexual harassment, panda. <laughs> I uh, most of my news anyway is what came out of like the trailers and all that other stuff. Oh yeah, because well, that's everything. Every like trailer everything. breakdown is yep. every news site that I go oh, yeah. to. And I got like five trailers, <laughs> so. <laughs> That's... Well, I'll just hand it off to you, because I didn't really write them down, but I was like, I'm pretty sure Troy has all of these. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start off with a movie called... It's done! Oh, we did it. Shit. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> we almost got into that. <sighs> now, PK, stop us if, you heard, if you've seen any of these trailers and contribute. Okay. Yeah. I'll chime in between my sips of hams. <laughs> Between your <laughs> between your sips of hams and visits to the John, hence yes. John Hams. I had Olive Garden tonight, and it was not nice. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. I have Olive Garden. Sounds like an affliction. Olive Garden. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first trailer I have is going to be a movie called Wonder Wheel. It's uh, directed by Woody Allen, and it looks like a cross between, like, The Sopranos and La La Land. Like, it's really weird. And it looks like it takes place on, like, uh, the Jersey Shore. Yeah. But it's got, like, a ton of people, like, mobster guys from The Sopranos. Like, the actors from The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. That usually play these, like, Italian mobster kind of guys. But it's, like, super vibrantly colored, like La La Land was. And... I. It's a bit of a period piece. I I can't tell what maybe the fifties or so, but Justin Timberlake's in it. All those mobster guys are in it, and it looks like I have no idea what to really expect. And it's a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. The I've I think I've only ever seen one Woody Allen movie. Yeah. And it was like a that one where Owen Wilson is going through time. What's that? Oh called? yeah, uh, Midnight in Paris. Yeah, I saw that, and that was okay. I like that one. But uh. Listen to seen... Neil's podcast where they were yeah. talking shit about it. I yeah, I liked that. I liked a Midnight in Paris. Yeah, whatever movie they were talking about sounded like no good. <laughs> I do not want to see that. Vicky Cristina the... Barcelona. Yeah, I've never even heard of it up until they were talking. The about only it. reason I would want to see that was is because it looks like Scarlett Johansson just like three way fucks Javier Bardem and Pen- Penelope Cruz the entire movie. The entire it movie. It looked. 
every preview I've ever seen of it, it just looks like they just three-way fuck each other the whole time, where I'm like, I'll watch that, but it didn't sound like that's what the movie is to them. <laughs> like, so a part of uh, that Credits Due podcast that Dinosaur Neil is a part of, like, they have a trivia before they get into their movie review, right? Yeah. And one of the trivia questions was, like, one of these countries has a statue of Woody Allen in it, and you have to pick out which one is the false fact that they give you. Yeah. And I was 100% sure that it was a statue of fucking Woody Allen, because no one in their right fucking mind should have a statue of Woody Allen anywhere. Not even New York City should have a statue of Woody Allen. But... Lo and behold, that one's true. Yeah. I want to stop you right there. We're stop talking me. about your brother Neil, right? Yes, Dinosaur Neil. He has his own, I didn't know that he had his own podcast. Yeah, he uh it's called Credits Due, and him, uh Tyler Owen and Ben Crone. I don't I don't know those guys personally. They're friends of his. Okay. Um they started it uh I think about a year ago, and then Neil joined halfway through their first season to talk about Keanu Reeves. It's actually a kind of interesting premise. They mm. take an actor's filmography for a, their first season. It was all Keanu Reeves movies and they see how he's progressed as an actor and see if he's like, and they rate him on like a scale of one to five Keanu's or whatever it is <laughs> and see like what that movie rates. And at the end of the season, like if he's progressed or digressed or whatever. And then the second season's all Scarlett Johansson movies. Yeah. So there you have it. That's well, the premise. That's gonna get a, a good old fashioned Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's good. I wish it actually came out more regularly, but it only comes out yep, every two weeks. It's every two weeks. Ah. Yeah. So they Go can't plug. cut the mustard like us. Give you give you a, a <laughs> mid show plug. That's right. Uh, no plugs at the end for you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> plug Nazis over here. Uh, the so you did you didn't see Wonder Wheel or not, sound interested see, at all? Did not see Wonder Wheel. Uh, it looks like a vibrant, awkward, good time. Like okay. any what Woody Allen movie, Tight. whatever. Actually, I might have one trailer, Troy. Okay. I don't know if you have this one. I, I figured this would be the one that you don't have. Oh, so try just, me, bro. <laughs> before we get into the big ones where we're going to have like a massive discussion. Right. Uh, Denzel Washington. Didn't see this. Coming one. out with a <laughs> movie where uh, it's actually... Got me pretty interested. Uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire. Mm, and it's by okay. the the uh, writer and director of Nightcrawler. Oh, okay. Where uh, I guess um, Denzel Washington plays the titular character who is like a small town, small time lawyer who's like very in your face to where, where he gets him fired. So then he starts doing some shady stuff. I, I don't know. They kind of go into it a little bit with the trailer. They don't go too much into it, which I appreciate. <laughs> but it, like, Denzel Washington looks completely different from anything he's ever played. Like, he's, like, he's definitely, like, he looks like he's put on some weight. Like, he's got a big, like, gross fro, and he's got like, big, like, Harry Carey glasses. I think I saw that in, like, a thumbnail of something. Yeah. And no idea what it was, so I'm like, I'm not interested. But it looks interesting. It, it looks kind of like, because it, it did kind of strike me with like certain elements from Nightcrawler where it's somebody who's really good at what they do, but they use it to do some really bad shit. Oh. So I'm... I'm well, if it's in the vein it. of like Nightcrawler, then I'm... Yeah. Well, it, not exactly like it, but you know. And this kind of looks like Denzel Washington's like next 
ploy to get another Oscar because it's like something he's never <laughs> played before. It's coming out in the next few months, right? Yeah, it comes out <laughs> in November or December. So yeah, it's definitely Oscar bait. Oh my! Totes. Yeah, didn't see that. Did you see that, PK? I did not. No. Well, I... holy oblivion! But it looks interesting. All right, right on. Um, I watched uh, another trailer. Uh, the final trailer, actually, of Professor Marsden and the Wonder Women okay. came out. Uh, it's uh, kind of like a biopic of uh, William Moulton Marsden, the creator yeah. of Wonder Woman, and the one of the creators of the Polygraph Machine. Uh, this trailer, because I brought it up before on the show, when I think when it like had a teaser out or whatever. Yeah. And since the success of Wonder Woman, <laughs> the movie, they really play up that part in the very beginning of this trailer. Does it they... open with him, like, testing a polygraph to... <laughs> no, no, no. But it's him, essentially... Are you kind of aware of, like, his, like, weird sexual lifestyle? He was, like, weird into bondage and shit, wasn't he? I don't know. Maybe he incorporated that into comic books... But he had, like, a weird three-way relationship with, like, his wife and, like, a tutor of, or a student of his or something. I'll get some. But they were all okay with it. Like, it was a polyamorous relationship. Oh, like anyway. a Vicky Christina Barcelona situation. Yeah, it's exactly. That's what I was trying to get at before. But uh, the beginning of the trailer is just him explaining what Wonder Woman is and, like, explaining it to the two women in his life. Oh, my God. And, like... For 30 seconds of this trailer. A lot of real estate of this trailer. Yeah, it sounds like there's so many studios that don't even give a fuck what movies are. It's just like, what's going to sell? Yeah, well, that's what exactly... Like, granted, I think this trailer looks... Or the movie looks pretty good. Yeah. But this one even was, like, scored to, like, action-y superhero oh music. God. When it looks like it's a drama. Like, yeah. it's it had, like, epic trailer music to it. Yeah, like, studios don't even give a shit yeah. what, what trailers are anymore. It's just like, what's going to sell it? Well, I mean, that's the job of the trailer, but yeah, but they're not accurately representing the movie. Yeah, like, I feel it, it still needs to give you, like, you're not going to fucking be like, this car will fucking, is, is fire retardant, will not <laughs> blow up. And then Go when ahead, it does blow up, can. Yeah. yeah, then when it does blow up, and you're just like, I thought you said it was, well... I mean, it could. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyway, Prof. Marsden and the Wonder Woman. Check that out. I think I'm going to try to check that out. Uh, my next one, JT. Yeah. The sequel to the not-so-much-watched Guillermo del Toro movie, yep. Pacific Rim, yeah. colon, Uprising. Yeah. Would you, uh, did you catch this one? Did, I did actually see this one. PK, you see this one? I uh, I think I did. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. No, it's NPR, it, Paul. NPR. <laughs> I ran out of hams, so I'm just going to go pick one uh, more up, and I'll let you guys get uh, fired up about it. Great. All right. <laughs> going up for another hams. <laughs> so what do you think about uh, the Pacific Rim? It looks like the other Pacific Rim. Right. Now I, they I might like... be fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're like if that's how they go to war now. I have no like, idea. Like I would have liked I would have liked a sequel to Pacific Rim where it's like the world after the ga- of the kaiju and it's like countries go to war with like uh fucking Jaegers. Yeah, that'd be okay. 
I would like that. Like an actual like building onto the mythology as opposed to let's do the same fucking shit we did in the first one. Mm. But JT, it looks like there's a some yeah. sort of monstrous Voltron or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that how that works. I do like that like the four main uh Jaegers have like a gimmick to them. Yeah. Like there's the whip one. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, the wrecking ball one yeah, the wrecking ball one yeah the one that's on the poster yeah probably swords yeah. there's one with like swords yeah i didn't think they looked to be honest like i didn't think they looked like better than they did in the first one no because the first one they looked dr like drastically different because <laughs> like the japanese one had like a samurai influence the american one was like i don't know a regular American. big robot one. Yeah. There was one that had like three arms for some reason. It was like disproportionate. It was like the Chinese one or something. Yeah. It was. It was. But anyway, I like that those looks because they were like very different, and these yeah. ones look more of the same. And it looks like they're smaller. Because like you remember, like the first one, one picked up a boat, like a yacht. Yeah. A use big, it as a baseball. And bat. Use it as a baseball mm -hmm. bat, and these ones don't look that big. Like they could do that. I don't know. Like, they had rockets more on the elbow so it could punch harder. God, that was so dumb. <laughs> so fucking crazy. dumb awesome, you mean. Uh, but yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. I'm not st super stoked about this. Like, I went yeah. back and rewatched Pacific Rim like a year ago, and I was like, I didn't like that as much as I did in the I, I never the revisited theater. it, and I part of me always wanted to, but I never did, like... A lot of those scenes where it's, like, Charlie Day and Ron Perlman, like, doing, like, weird autopsy bullshit on <laughs> mm. the fucking kaiju, it's, like, man, this is, like, weird. <laughs> I didn't mind that so much. Like, it just, I guess when the movie came out, it was, like, what I want, really wanted to see at that point in time. Like let's yeah let's just have a big yeah it was a good summer like shoot 'em up movie yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then nobody went to go see it they went to go see Grown Ups two instead because <laughs> that made like I don't blame thirty em. times as much money <laughs> yeah. and like well shit those two guys watched like fifty two times in a <laughs> <laughs> every week for the rest of their friggin year or whatever it was yeah I don't I don't know the only reason I even remember that is because GHD made a big deal that. He wanted his mom and dad to go see Pacific Rim, and they went to go see Grown Ups 2, and he was <laughs> mad at his parents. That's <laughs> uh, the best. <laughs> but yeah, Pacific Rim Uprising, I, I'm going to probably skip this in the theater, because... Yeah, I can wait on it. Yeah. I, what do you think, PK? Did you I see it? Gonna, I just got... Oh. Crack that hams. Oh. I, I hope that was not Peaks and Valleys for you. <laughs> Let but, me see. Uh, might have redlined a little bit. Oh, I think man. we're good, though. Clipped. Um, I think the movie is going to be a lot of, like, Boyega doing his thing, trying to be cool with it. Uh, Charlie Day and the other guy who is his the doctor friend. Yeah. yeah. I forget his name, but... Discount Crispin Glover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be, like, trying to hold the, movie, the interest in the movie, too, and they're going to do, like, a major, uh, you know, human versus human thing, and then they're going to be like, oh, we all have to band together destroy this Voltron kaiju at the end yeah and then they're gonna do it and I feel like this movie is not gonna be that great <laughs> I could be wrong but I feel like it's not gonna be that great now is that the hams talking though 
That is the hams talking. <laughs> the hams, very crisp, very refreshing, and very enlightening. <laughs> yes. as well. All right. Are those fourteen ounces? Uh, yeah. You better believe it. Man, Chelsea used to tell me stories of her college 16, days. So, sorry, 16, 16 ounce cans. Oh my god! Get them at your local uh, grocer, green grocer. <laughs> Chelsea would tell me stories of her going uh, in her college days, going out and get dollar cans of ham at her favorite uh, drinking hole. Wow. Let's go and ham. Let's go and let's go get ham. <laughs> let's get hammed up. Get hammed. Hammed. Uh well, I got two big the two big ones left. Oh yeah. Which one uh which one do you want to do next? It's your choice. You know what we're talking about, JT. Wait. The next bar. Uh, let's go with the the JL. Okay. I, I don't I, like I might I might have some more divisive things to say about Star Wars. Okay. Oh. We'll see. Opinion spoilers? Question mark? Maybe. We'll see. Let's try the JL first. Uh, yeah, Justice League. Uh, I think it's fourth trailer. Is it? <laughs> it I, might I as well be. I don't know. But uh, going into this, this was a lot brighter in color than the last trailer was, where it was the come together trailer. Yeah. Um, this one as... Somebody must have gone in and recolored, like, the whole movie, because this yeah. one looks way brighter. There's more more character interaction in it. You get to see a little bit, I don't know, I mean, for a trailer, I guess. Uh, we got to see what we kind of wanted to see last time, because we said this Justice League trailer was going to come out on Sunday, and went, or Monday, or whatever. But we wanted to see more, more, more Momoa going, yeah, and we did. We God, did. Now he's got like, oh, dig it, <laughs> my man. Yeah. So I heard somebody else say like they reminded him of the mailman from Rick and Morty. Just going, my man, my man. Oh shit! But yeah, Momoa's just fucking killing it as bro Aquaman. Yeah. But okay, Troy, watching this trailer. Does any of this look like it took place in the real world? No, all of it looks like they live in a yeah, world of plastic. Like somebody just some somebody just fucking cor- uh, cornered off a soundstage and put a padlock on it and like, okay, we're gonna live here for six months. Yeah, <laughs> it nothing. And then reshoot it for another. Six nothing months. looks real. <laughs> also, the thing that's also driving me crazy about these fucking superhero movies is like poses that look like. Why did you do that? Like, the one where, like, Wonder Woman's just posing on, like, the Lady Justice for no reason. Symbolism. Just holding on to the sword, like, <laughs> I'm standing here. Like, what made you do that? Like, oh, I feel like something's panning over me right now. I'm gonna stand like this. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm sure that yeah. makes sense in a comic book, but in a movie, it's like, why did she do that? No one's even there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Because I always think the same thing, like, man, that shot... I wouldn't have think twice if that was in a comic book, but because it is in a movie, it's like if that was a little. Uh, Makes, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> why are you standing on that? That's that's that might be trespassing on private property. They should probably arrest you. Nah, at, at most it's public property. Yeah, but it, well, it might be some sort of defamation. I'm gonna say it's defamation. What the fuck, Wonder Woman? You know better. <laughs> Quit defaming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. It was. I, I was actually surprised they didn't give more away because the last time they 
put out a trailer this close to the movie, Batman v Superman showed that Doomsday was in it. And yeah. just giving away their entire third act. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. And I didn't, like, I still don't really, like, I know what's going to happen in the movie. Yeah. For the most part. Unless a doomsday comes in again. Yeah. And then does another doomsday. They're going to do something that involves, like, weird neon light explosions. Yeah. Like, cu- taking over something. Uh, I don't know, look like. They showed another jumping smash shot of Steppenwolf. Like, that's the only thing I've seen that guy do so far, is jump and smash his hammer or he's, axe into yeah, the ground. he's really good at hitting the ground. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, I enjoyed the trailer, but I, as, as an entire movie that I'm looking forward to, I'm extremely apprehensive. Like, not that I think it's going to be good, but like... I just don't want it to be as bad as Batman v Superman. I feel it's going to be just as bad. Because it looks... Like, even those action shots, they you can tell that they, they even CG the people doing those yeah. action shots. Yeah. Really? Did you just fast track this because you really wanted a Justice League movie? And you're just like, alright, let's get it going. Yeah, but, like, you say fast track. They've been working on this movie for fucking ever. Which makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I have... I just want, like, the characters I like to be in something good. So that's the only thing that's, like, propelling me forward. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I would not give any shits about this. Because, like, everything I've seen so far is not what I want it to be. Yeah. This, This just... I remember when the other Justice League trailer came out, I remember I was like... More optimistic because it looked looked like they were going to focus on the different powers everyone has and like how they contribute to the group. Uh-huh. And then this just makes it just fall back to this. Just looks like CG garbage. Yeah, we also mm-hmm. did see that or say that in the last trailer too. Yeah, but this confirms that it's just CG garbage where nothing, even all the stuff that seemed promising from the last trailer just fell at the wayside by like. Look at all these cool fake explosions we're doing. Yeah. Look at all this cool fake stuff that this looks like a it looks like I'm watching cutscenes from a video game yeah. for the yeah. most part. It really does. Mm. I have the um ultimate cut of Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Have you ever watched it? No. <laughs> I've had it since Christmas. And just we, were, based we reviewed on, it on here. Yeah, we did. Based on your guys's I might have seen the re, might have listened to the review on your guys' podcast, but based on like what all of my friends say, I just, I have it. I bought it because it was on discount. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to watch it. <laughs> I might one day. If but... you were to watch the cut, the ultimate cut is the one to watch. Yeah. Whereas is I it... say, <laughs> here's here's my, here's my ultimate explanation of BVS, the ultimate cut. If BVS was someone kicking you in the nuts repeatedly for two hours... The ultimate cut is someone kicking you in the nuts repeatedly for three hours, but they're telling you why they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so that take that as it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is longer by like a th- I think like thirty minutes. Mm. Was it? I don't. Remember. It's something. Close I think it's to thirty that. minutes. Yeah. It feels just as long. I feel like the movie flows it a little better. Feels longer. 
I, it felt longer to me, and the well, shit they do add in is. there. <laughs> it it, it felt longer, is longer. Yeah, it felt longer to me. But and then the shit they add in there is like them like. Like, it felt like shit that they taped after they found out that it was getting a backlash, where they're like, mm. well, let's just do this now. now. Yeah. More, yeah, like... Let's do a fan service. Yeah. Even though the movie's not good, I will say the ultimate cut, like, like fills th- in some minor plot holes. Yeah, like, they invent a character just to explain shit, where it's like... <laughs> <sighs> like, you could have found a way to show that, but instead you just invent this chick that's just like, actually, his wheelchair was encased in lead that's why i didn't see the bomb wow that that's like asking a nerd like how could we make this better <laughs> i hate the nice. fucking ultimate cut troy <laughs> well and, and, i'm not saying the the movie is good but i'm saying if you want to watch the better cut it's the ultimate cut and that's by a very slim margin i just say don't watch them all together just don't watch any dc movies that wonder woman was good i like that I like Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> I like, I like woman. Movie. I like woman. <laughs> I like Gad Gallet. <laughs> glad Gad Gallet. Glados. I like Glados. Glad Gallet. All right, the last trailer we're gonna talk about today. Um, JT, you got me on the edge of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars: The Last Jedi yeah. came out with maybe their final trailer. Yeah, probably. I would hope so. It's coming out in like a two months. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you would it, hope so. Yeah. I just want to point out for the uh, Star Wars nerds, um, it came out sixty six days before the movie started. Order sixty six. Is that you guys know? <laughs> Execute order. 66. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We bring that up every once in a while. Good. We do. We're in the know. We are. Do it. You were really eating that mic. I tell you what. How's he coming over on them it's levels? It's that hams. It's that hams is what's getting <laughs> hams, man. Uh, so Star Wars: The Last Jedi came out with their last trailer. Uh, JT, well, Paul, yeah. you're the guest. What did you think of the trailer? What What did you think? I feel I liked the trailer a lot. It was, um, you know, your typical, you know, what what's the wording? Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, type <laughs> deal where they show yeah. a bunch of stuff. The trailer, the first time in this trailer is the first time I've ever seen it where like the trailer actually created a lot of suspense in the scene where uh, Adam Driver's character is in a ship and he's going to do something and he has to make a decision about it. And like the music cut and it got like super dramatic because, you know, what is he going to do in that situation? Mm -hmm. And um, when I saw that, I was like, damn <laughs> that's that's some heavy shit right there and you know the rest of it's all like you know catering to younger crowd and kind of separating from the old trilogy and all that stuff but yeah it was uh i liked it i'm not gonna go into it thinking it's gonna be the best star wars movie ever but i'm gonna go into it and i'm gonna enjoy it for what it is mm-hmm. yeah hopefully i can do the same okay. i i enjoyed this trailer um because i feel like this one it doesn't like they're trying to. You can tell they're trying to Empire Strikes Back it, yeah. where it's like a that's sure. that's what I yeah. was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it, you can definitely tell they're trying to do that, but I feel like they're not. Try, other than that, I don't feel like they're trying to rest on the laurels of previous movies. Besides yeah. making it Empire Strikes Backsy, yeah, <laughs> Backsy, yeah. Well, uh, like every Baxi. like I could almost piece together like the Empire Strikes Back 
type storyline just from the trailer where it's like her training there's even like there looks like scenes where she's like journeying through a cave and and like fucking uh like facing her fears like from fucking empire so it's like a lot of it was just i just hope that they don't rest too much on the laurels of empire strikes back to form this together yeah there's even like a scene where it looks like uh, Finn gets captured, like how they do, in, how they get captured in Cloud City. Yeah, like it just seems there's so many things that point to this is gonna be Empire. Yeah, or I'm just like, <clears throat> please don't be Empire. Yeah. Well, somebody posted like a while ago before any of these trailers came out. I don't know if it was Ryan jo- Rain Johnson, who, whatever the director's name is, or what, but there was that question was raised where it was like is this just going to be a retread of empire just like the first one was retread of new hope yeah but he confirmed that it was not going to be it was going to be dark perhaps the most dark of all the star wars films but he said that it was not going to be like empire but i feel like like you said i feel like a lot of the the tropes yeah. are going to be very mm-hmm. similar to it yeah and, and I, Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't con so yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be around forever. Everyone's going to say that. That's the, that's the perfect thing. Every time somebody yeah. says, but it's not going to be that. And it's like, yeah, right. Yeah. Tell me again in like a year when you're not selling this movie yeah. to skeptical people that are like, I just don't want to be sold the same thing again. Yeah. Granted, I, I, I've i said it before and probably on a recent show, like The Force Awakens is what the Star Wars franchise what? needed to reinvigorate it. Yeah. I won't, I won't, I won't put it past that. Like, yeah, it is a a very loose retelling of a new hope. But I feel like to start restart a franchise, you need to go back to those old laurels to show people that you're back on track. Right. But now that they are on track, I just don't want them to be like, well, fuck if we can get away with remaking a new hope. Let's see if we can get away with remaking empire shakes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think those pork things are going to annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> The, the everywhere. Yeah. yeah right. I They're legit, pushing them really hard. Oh, God. I showed a picture of one to Molly, and she's like, oh, my God damn it. Yeah. Hey, that's how they get all the ladies to go to the to the show. Yeah. It's the porgs. Fucking kids to be yeah. buy all their merch. Yeah. I get it, but I'm just like. I saw uh, someone put up a tweet the other day where they showed that in the Ice Fox, and it said, the new Pokemon movie looks pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, also yeah, in this trailer right. too, um, did you notice that like, uh, oh, now I totally botched his I'm gonna botch his name Kylo Ren. His scars look weird. Yeah, yeah, he's got like, some weird Definitely. like cybernetics like, like on the on the side fiber. of his cheek. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't tell if those were like placeholders for like VFX stuff. I don't know. They they were different throughout the trailer. Like yeah. at one couple scenes they did have it, but a couple yeah. scenes he didn't. Like yeah, normally I wouldn't really care about that, but it's just like when it's in a two minute thing and you're like, yeah. he didn't look like that just a second ago. Mm-hmm. Especially when he comes out of the Force Awakens like getting blasted in the face with a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. And despite all my skepticism, Mark Hamill looks fantastic in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like everything that like. Usually the ongoing trend with most, like, Jedi masters of some sort is that they're usually pretty optimistic. Like, even Yoda, when he was still downtrodden, living in a swamp. Right. And just having a really shitty life. Like, he still had that feeling <laughs> of, like, like oh, you, you, you still have, I still have hope in you. And, like, this is the first time where it's, like, Luke Skywalker, like, someone that you've seen, like, 
grew up in his training and now he's like, fuck this. <laughs> like he seems yeah. so pessimistic to the force in general. Like even like just seeing Ray, he's just like, I ain't gonna fucking train you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like even if even if you do end up being good, the fact that you could turn into something bad is not worth the risk. Yeah. And I like mm-hmm. someone actually bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed like Darth Vader, where they're told constantly like he's gonna be bad. Like, no, no, he's not. <laughs> like he's the chosen one. Fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. I feel. I have I have hope with like the rebellion and the resistance. I have hope that there something is different is going to happen at some point in this yeah. film and it's going to be that something that takes the Star Wars main story into a different direction. Mm-hmm. More refreshing direction and I just want to say right now um I feel like uh <laughs> it, it's going to be one of those things where Boba Fett's going to be like the the main character. He's going to Boba Fett is Snoke. I just want to say that right now. <laughs> Boba Fett is Snoke. Boba Fett or Snoke is Boba Fett. And he's like, uh, Ray, just join me and become a, a bounty. Did you see? Climbed you out see of the Sarlacc's asshole. There was, like, the... there was like, I saw something on Twitter or something where they showed the clip of the stormtrooper like h- hitting his head off of the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> and they said that he's Snoke. <laughs> I can see that. No. Uh... Going back to, to the to an actual A New Hope. Did you guys hear this? This, I'm not gonna say it's ridiculous, but um, it was written somewhere online that TK421, Luke Skywalker's stormtrooper, that he uh-huh. you yeah know, he wears that thing. There was a love, a gay love story between TK421 and the guy that that goes and says, "Take over. I'm gonna go check out his comp thing." <laughs> I read online that there was <laughs> some sort of story written about. I don't know if it was a fan story or if George oh Lucas God. wrote this, but I, I just love- saw that title and I was like, "Damn, people are getting way too into this stuff." <laughs> Dude, that sometimes that's the best thing about people that nerd out about something like that, where they will legit invent stories where it's like you want to check on him because he was in love with him and had raucous sex with him. I'm gonna write about it. Yeah. TK421. <laughs> yes. But instead, he just got blasted. <laughs> TK421 had a foot fetish, so he ended up banging <laughs> Bosk because he never wears shoes. Hey, at least there was no disintegrations. Am I right? <laughs> That's right. Am I right? You're right. So, yeah. Star Wars, did the trailer make you more excited i'm definitely pumped for it yeah i definitely want to it looks beautiful oh my god yeah everything looks yeah at least especially compared to freaking justice league yeah (laughs) yeah or even yeah even like that just that close-up of like luke's robotic hand like all the detail in it that looked like it was a practical effect when it was like because it looked like it wasn't there was like gears inside of it like you could see turning to like move the fingers i'm like jesus christ Who'd they hire to just animate that? I don't think it was practical. It was it was probably all CGI. Even the close up shot? Because there's a clip of a BTS shot with the camera right here. Luke's Luke is cradling the the thing, and he just has green tape all over his fingers. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure it's a CGI. Yeah, really good CGI. But even for CG, it's it's really really good. Yeah, enough to trick. The trick me, yeah, the trick you guys think it's all practical, just like those. But no, I just, I just like, I just, yeah, the porgs are real, guys. 
They legit had they legit had hamsters fuck fuck Pikachu's <laughs> to breed to breed porgs. Uh, all right, sweet deal. Excited for Star Wars. Yes. Hopefully it's not Empire. Again. It's gonna be probably not. But if you're, I mean, <laughs> Empire's great. But anyway, uh, well, that will bring us in to what we came here for anyway. Blade Runner. Which is going to be enough as it is because we've got a twofer on our hands. That's right. Two I'm going um, to get another Hams, ham actually. Uh, any viewers at home, check out Hams. Good beer. Very crisp <laughs> and very refreshing. You're going to be very, back. You can say that when you're back. I'll be back for the, you'll hear the pull tab. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in that case, get in the T-Facts. All right, I'm going not. into the T-Facts right now. Um, do you want both of them? For both, or do you want to yeah, go we'll with the original with, we'll first? We'll start with the original, and All then right. we'll go into 2049 after. Uh, T-Facts for the original. June 25th, 1982 was its release date. Had a production yep. value, or a production budget of $28 million. Yeah. Um, domestic lifetime gross, uh, $32.8 million. Real, of a lifetime? Only theatrical runs. Oh, okay, okay. Um, worldwide... $32.8 million. Jesus. Only released in America, apparently, in 1982. Fuck. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 90%. Okay. Uh, IMDb has it at an 8.2 out of 10. Common Sense Media, four stars, 16 plus. All right. There you have it. There you have it. Uh, the original renowned for having... A cult classic following, but doing abysmally <laughs> yeah. at the theater. I'm very curious to watch the original cut because a lot of people give, like, I think we both said that we both watched, like, the final, the final cut, cut. Yeah. Which, I don't know what that one is. If it's I, went, the... I went and watched a video explaining what all the different cuts were. Okay. And there's seven different cuts of this movie. I've heard of that, yeah. Granted, some of them are cuts for television, mm -hmm. and so that they count that as one, but there's yeah. really only three major cuts, and mm -hmm. it's the theatrical cut, the director cut, and the final cut. The theatrical okay. one is the one um, mostly ev that everyone says is the worst. Yeah. They pan it because it's the, also the most different. Um, it's the one where... They went back and filmed an alternate ending yeah. to the movie. They also have Harrison Ford having noir narration over certain scenes. Yeah, that'd be different. <laughs> yeah. like it, And it's like campy, like private eye detective noir. Okay. Like that kind of stuff. Like, I do like, I do like the noir-esque feel of it, but yeah, I don't, I would not like if they were like, she came into my life. That's and that's this exactly how it was. And I heard snippets of it, and it sounds like he was just in a booth, fucking not caring like you Harrison Ford usually yep. does. Yeah. And so that's how it sounded. Mm -hmm. um, the director's cut is uh, Ridley. Sc Shit, it was Ridley Scott, right? Yeah, Ridley Scott. Jesus yeah, Christ, it. I had a <clears throat> like a mini stroke gotta, for which, a second. You gotta get some hams in you, man. I'm sorry. You gotta get crisp and refresh here. <laughs> Which it blows my mind that Ridley Scott made this because this is like what, like four years after Alien. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he went from like a very small, small film like Alien into this huge undertaking of Blade Runner. Yeah, it's insanity to me. Right. I, but I don't know how much he got for Alien to for 
production budget. Because this one, like, I looked it up for Paul while you're grabbing another ham. Oh, yeah, production okay. budget for the original Blade Runner was only $28 million. Yeah, that was... Yeah. In 1982, though, I don't know how much that is. But it, it looks... Um, it looks impressive. Very impressive. Especially, and, like, before Star Wars. Like, way before Star Wars. Or, no, it's after It's after Star Wars. Duh. Yeah. But it's, like, even... But even, like, being so close to when Star Wars came out, this looks a little more impressive than Star Wars. Yeah, just the vast cityscapes. And, like, yeah. when they zoom in on, like, that huge pyramid of, like, just... Oh, yeah. All the lights and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I watched, like, a behind-the-scenes thing. Uh, when I did my Blade Runner day yesterday, <laughs> like how they did certain shots and how they achieved all this stuff. And you would be amazed at how cheap they made those. Like they're just cardboard sets Shit. or like matte paintings on like glass. Yeah. And that's it. They would paint yep. this building cityscape on glass and they will go out from behind it and just scrape out every single light for a building God and damn. just shine a light behind it. And that's all they fucking God did. God damn it. And then just, like, layer over with, like, spaceships flying around and mm-hmm. whatever else. So that's – it. And the production crew is super talented yeah. and doing it for – there's no CG at this point. Mm-hmm. So Mm-mm. it's – check it out. Like, there's behind-the-scenes stuff on YouTube. You can check it out. It's yeah. very, very impressive how they mm-hmm. did some of the stuff for, like, having it be cardboard and mm-hmm. paint. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so, and anyway, okay, so the director's cut, that was changed to what Ridley Scott, his original vision was, so they took out the narration, Yeah. they changed the ending, so it cuts as the elevator door closes. Okay. Because after, in the theatrical cut, him, Harrison Ford, and his... Uh, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. They drive off into like the countryside while he goes on narrating more stuff. What? Yeah. Right? Okay. It's completely different. And then the final cut is just like a remastered, recolored version of the director's cut. Okay. So it's not really all okay, that different. Okay. Because okay. I, I do like. I'll get into it when we start talking more spoilers on the original Blade Runner, but I do like how it ends with them getting in the elevator and then it just cuts from there. Yeah. Right. Me too. Mm-hmm. Great. I agree. Um, I don't, I don't care so much about spoilers for the original Blade Runner. True, true. <laughs> it's like 30 years old. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so Joel, this is the first time you've seen it, right? Yeah. All the way through PK. How many times have you seen the original Blade Runner? I've seen a couple different versions. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen the original Blade Runner at least three or four times at this point. Okay. The theatrical cut. I've seen the director's cut. Okay. I've seen the the cut where they go, pretty sure where they go off into the countryside at the end. Uh-huh. Uh, and two times for that final cut where they kind of cleaned it up and took yeah. out the narration at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so are either of you surprised that it had like an abysmal like <laughs> run theatrically? Um, I don't. No, I I feel like it would be kind of hard because it has like that. It kind of, even though I like this way better than 2001, it gave me that 2001 feeling where I feel like people. It was more, it's more coherent than 2001. It's way more coherent than 2001. (laughs) Both very visually impressive. Yeah, but it did have that feel of like it, 
had a lot more deeper things to talk about than just being a visual spectacle. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I don't know, like it's hard to gauge me watching only the final cut and having theaters see the theatrical release when it came out. Yeah. Cause maybe that's what turned people off about it. Like, I don't know. Like I wasn't around in 1982. I don't know what word of mouth was around then for about, about Blade Runner. (laughs) And I don't know what ran against it either. I didn't really look all that up. But, like, for, for like, a labor of love like this, you would... And something that nobody's ever seen before. Maybe it was, like, too ahead of its time, I guess. Because, like, watching... Like, looking at the original Blade Runner, it's been copied... Like, in every, like, post-apocalyptic oh, cityscape is always everything. Blade Runner. Yep. Yeah. And I knew that going in. Mm-hmm. And so, this, on because this is my first watch of it ever, I went and just, like, uh, enjoyed it kind of aesthetically and took yeah. more of that in. While, like, the story kind of took, like, a back seat. Um, which was okay, actually, because I would say, like, the story in Blade Runner is pretty simple. And yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing too. Yeah, that it, it, I I went into a thing that they were gonna go a bunch of different routes, like trying to explain shit, and yeah, it it stayed pretty true to the, just like a one simple particular story. Yeah, I only I really only have one major gripe about it, and it's like the love story aspect of the first one. Yeah, like I feel like. For what just comes out of nowhere that Harrison Ford and Rachel are just together for no reason. Yeah. And, like, I felt like that was kind of a weak point of the movie. Like, he pretty much just throws himself at her, and then all of a sudden they're in love. Yeah, it did feel a little forced, but they also... They leave some hints sometimes that it might be something else. They even, like, leave hints, like, in 2049 that it might be something else, too. Yeah, but that's retroactive. <laughs> Could I yeah. chime in on that? That Rachel... <laughs> So, uh, the first time that I ever saw this movie was when I was 20. And, um... Take us back, PK. I've seen this movie multiple times. Obviously, as I said earlier, when I saw it, and I recently saw a double feature with the the final cut and then the uh, 2049. When I saw the the final cut of of the original Blade Runner, I felt like it was a little, uh, uh, Deckard, uh, Harrison Ford's character... Was being a little rapey, <laughs> yeah, in a scene, and like I, I never picked up on that before. And it's like, is this just like a it's culture all that change, out. or yeah, it's all that Weinstein in the news? Is is that what is that? Did that affect me in my view of this, or is that what the culture was back then, where the bad boy, like, if he wanted a girl, he'd take a girl, and it's just like it yeah. just struck yeah. me as really weird. Like I know in the movie, Rachel is not a human; she's a replicant. And uh, it was just weird when I saw it in the theater. I was like, I'm getting a little uncomfortable here. Yeah. What's going on? But, yeah, that whole thing between her and him, it was strange. For me, at least. Yeah. It was also weird for me. You weren't alone. But you probably were in the theater. But I... Uh, were, did you see it with anybody? Uh, I saw that one in the theater by myself. So you were alone. Yeah. Great. Uh, you know what? Down. But the thing that I wasn't enjoying at the time was this nice, crisp, delicious hams. <laughs> I wish it was there with me. It probably would have eased my nerves a little bit. But uh, yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, a little weird. Uh, I 
Uh, also didn't really know what to expect for the replicants, I guess. I thought they were going to be robotic. Well, yeah. I think part of that, them not being robotic was the budget. And sure. when we do, like, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. ever mentioned this before, when we do sh- small films and stuff, mm-hmm. we get away with, like, clones or, you know, yeah. they all have the same gun or yeah, anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the replicant thing was they made this movie with the premise that technology is at a certain point where the robots are like humans, so they don't yeah. need to make, like, exoskeletons like T-1000s or mm-hmm. whatever walking around. Yeah, they even break out because they're, like, at the – they're at uh, – the seventh series of them mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. which they've really, they've built them up to this point where they might be perfecting. Like I think that's the whole point of Blade Runner is like, at what point does artificial intelligence become like a soul? Yeah. Like a conscious being where they should be given rights and they should be treated as human beings. Sure. And, okay. <laughs> and this goes for both like the original and 2049, like, so Blade Runners are just, like, replicant cops, right? <laughs> They're out to, like, hunt well, them. Well, that's, yeah. that's kind of debatable because the whole thing where Harrison Ford's character, he was a Blade Runner. Yeah. But it's never explained whether he was a replicant or not. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys before we moved on if you thought Deckard was a replicant. Yeah, well, I'll, let, let's get to that, like, before we jump but, to 2049. No, uh, yeah, but to answer your question, yeah... Uh, from what I pulled from the from the is that people do not people are aware that replicants exist, but they're yeah. not aware that they're so self aware that they're trying to leave the off colonies. Like they think they're just subservient beings that do what they're told. Mm-hmm. They're not told that that um some of them actually do develop like this conscience where they're like shit, I don't want to be a slave the rest of my life. Uh And then they escape and go to Earth. Because if they were ever to hear that replicants are starting to become self-aware and become, like, in a sense, human beings, then people would, like, uprise against it because they'd be like, well, fuck, then why the fuck? Why are you making, like, these people work, like, be slaves? And then they'd have people rise against the Tyrell Corporation. So Blade Runners are sent out to take care of them before... Word gets out that they're escaping and not doing what they're made to do. All right. Well, that makes more sense uh, against my argument then, because mm-hmm. during I watched this the 2049 with uh, Ghost Hunter Dave last night, and GHD. I I turned to him and I'm like, if Blade Runners hunt replicants, why do they keep making replicants? Like. If they're, like, a big deal where they have to be hunted down and eliminated, why do they keep making replicants? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. It, like, breaks the whole universe. Yeah. Like, I get why they exist, because they wanted, like, quote, like, slave labor. hmm And they didn't want to put that on people, so they made fake people. Yeah. But then why make them so good that it becomes, like, a, <laughs> like, a burden? Why did, like, they make, they gave, like, a real human face. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like feel sorry for them. Like it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense. It breaks the whole universe. Like my idea about it is that like when it gets to a point where it's it's like science in general, like a lot of scientists believe that if you have the capabilities of doing it, then why don't you just do it? Like it's yeah. that god complex scenario yeah. 
where it's like, if I can make a being so smart that it becomes self-aware, then that makes me God. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like, I feel like, not not jumping into the next review, but I feel like that's a big part of Jared Leto's character, and that's yeah. a big part yeah. of... I was just going to say that. That's a big that, part yeah. of Tyrell's character. Right. Where, yeah. like, he, he's like... But, like, they're two, like, very different characters, and I'll talk about that when we get into 2049, but... Yeah, like, that's... That's, like, that whole feeling where it's, like, once you get those capabilities, of course you're going to act on it because then you feel superior to a being that in in itself is superior. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I And I get all that, too. I just didn't... Like, once that thought entered my mind on, like, why do replicants even exist if people have such a problem with them? Yeah. Like... I was like, then, and then it was like this. The whole it's the whole universe is contradictory. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just the movie aspect in general, like it's it's a slow ride. The yeah. It is. It is it, yeah, it's a it's a slow burn. Yeah, bust out your fog hats because this is a slow ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, thank you, Hams. <laughs> thank you, Hams. Bless you, Crack Hams, for, hams that. for that comment. Crack another Hams for that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, even though, like, it, it the move, the Blade, original Blade Runner is only just to, under two hours long. Yeah, it felt longer than that. It, in my opinion, because yeah, like, it did it, feel longer. The only time I really got into the movie was the third act. Okay. When, like, Rutger Hauer, like, becomes a bigger part of it. Like, he's throughout yeah. the rest of the movie. But I wanted to know more about him. Like, yeah, Roy Deckard Batty... was boring as shit. Like, sitting in his chair. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> 36, 37. Pan left. Enhance. Yes. Pull back. Enhance. Enhance. I'm like, just fucking get to what you want to look at. Please, for the love of God, Decker. But, not, like, I'll all get into that more, but if we're going to talk about Roy Batty, I do love Roy Batty in this because he does strike me as a being that's trying to uh, pull out what it's like to be human. Because it seems like in every scenario, he does not know how to react. Like, when he's talking to somebody, like, he'll start laughing one minute and crying the other the next minute. Like, he's still... Growing into his own feelings as a human being. Yeah. And yeah. I like that. Like, And it makes him look insane. But if you like, think of it as like, this is like, this is like a being that's like, what, like four? No, it's two years. I thought it was no, four, four years. Yeah, four. Yeah, four. This is a bo- being that's four years old trying to figure out, like, how do you, how do you react to I've just killed someone? Or how do I react to... I want information out of you. How do I intimidate you? Yeah. Like, that's how that's how he strikes me every time. It's like, he's, like, smiling one minute, and he's, like, frowning, and then he's crying. Like, he's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. And, like, I, he is my favorite. Uh, Rutger Howard is my favorite performance of the entire movie. Mm. Like, because of all that stuff. And, he, and the fact that he doesn't get what he wants. Like, he wants the secret to a longer life. Yeah. So he can live it. Doesn't get it. Yeah. And so he fucking thumbs the shit out of time. Oh, God, he fucking Oberyn, he like, Oberyn Martells him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I I really enjoyed it, especially when he's, like, chasing Deckard in the last final, like, 
the one of the only really action scenes of the yeah. movie. And it's it's a I love it because it's such a chaotic chase. Like he could mm-hmm. literally kill him whenever he wanted. Yeah. But it's just one of those like, I have this much to live. Like I'm just gonna fuck with you. I'm not yeah. even gonna like kill you right away. Like I'm gonna like savor this because this yeah. is like it's probably gonna be the last thing I ever do with the rest of my life. Yeah. And it was. Yep. It was, yeah. <laughs> like, even that scene where, like, he loses the feeling in his hand, so he jams a nail through it. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we also talk about how ridiculous Daryl Hannah looked at any given point in time in this movie? <laughs> Looking like she's wearing a f- old leather football helmet that's made of a wig. <laughs> and that she goes just was... absolutely batshit crazy at the end, doing, like, back hamstrings and putting Deckard yeah. in leg locks. Well, that's yeah. part of the replicant thing, that was... is that they're they're stronger and more agile. Oh, so that's how that looks? I also think it was a big <laughs> 80s sex thing. It was, yeah, it was, they, yeah. There's definitely a lot of shit from the 80s yeah. where it's, like, legs around people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, there's yeah you think about it, there's a lot of movies from the 80s where they have that this random scene where it's just like a guy like oh like they land somewhere and there's like a woman's legs around their head where it's like, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure there's like a lot of, like I want to picture Rodney Dangerfield was in a movie where they did that to him at some point oh more than likely say no respect <laughs> at the end there but like earlier yesterday you said like hey did you get around to watching Blade Runner and I said, you, you sent me right when it happens. <laughs> I was like, oh. She wraps her legs around Deckard's head and he's just like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he, uh, and then when she's like, <laughs> she looks like, uh, like a raccoon after you accidentally hit it with your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when she's just like twitching on the just ground flailing. and freaking out yeah. and just keep yeah. shooting her. I'm like, kill her already. For yeah. the love of God. Yeah. But I think that, uh, like, that's part of the reason, like, going into Blade Runner, just watching it without having seen Blade Runner 2049, I feel like there's a lot of stuff you could pull out of it where you can make your own interpretation of, like, what Deckard is. Because yeah. I went into it being, like, thinking, like, okay, maybe Deckard is a replicant. Yeah. And then just, like, the more I pull out of it, like, I'm like, oh, shit, he really fucking is a replicant. Like, they, I feel like they put a whole lot of evidence out there pointing out that he's a replicant. Yeah. And then the end being like, then the end is like that cliffhanger of like, is he gonna kill Rachel or not? Yeah. Cause like even um, like in the beginning, uh, like when he shows up at the office, he talks about how how he was retired and they pull him out of retirement because their their best Blade Runner is in the hospital on life support, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Well, fuck. He goes to fucking Tyrell's, and they finds out that they're putting other memory, they're putting memories on other people's and other replicants. Mm-hmm. What if they took the memories out of that Blade Runner and put them in fucking Deckard? And then they're like, "Well, he was retired. That that was when he got fucked up." And then they brought him in to be like the next Blade Runner, but he's the same Blade Runner, mm. just a replicant. Mm. And then all this shit where it's like, you like watch Blade Runner. Deckard never does anything noble in this at all. I would argue does barely anything. Mm. But no, for... like, but like the the way they the way they portray him, like, like they do like do like a, like a, like a classic detective noir where it's like he's breaking down the evidence, trying to find people, and usually like in those kind of movies when they find people, they capture them or they do something noble. But in this, it's always 
the only people he kills in it are women, and it's always shots in the back. Mm. And they're and it's mm. always done in a way where they're like there's like torturing them, where it's like countless shots and they're always running away. Like they're never it's never like a thing where his life's in danger or he's or they're like a threat. It's always to a, it's always a woman to the back and they're like being tortured. Hmm. That's all of his kills in it. So it's like you're following this person that's supposed to be the hero, but every kill that he does never feels like a noble cause. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I also feel too like around the time that that movie came out, the anti-hero was kind of a big thing. Like that was yeah. a big sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, and even no. in this, he does feel like an anti-hero. Like he just seems like a guy who like like almost like lives in his own car almost mm-hmm. like he does seem like a guy that's like down on his luck yeah. just working as a blade runner but it's like it, it feels like his causes are noble but he does this crazy shit which makes me think he's a replicant because uh what i pull from the movie is that deckard's a replicant and then the guy that acts as his partner like that dude with the fucking bow tie that mm. does like the fucking origami yeah does the origami that's his handler because when they when he goes to Tyrell's and he meets Rachel, that was a that wasn't a test for her. That was a test for him to see if he can pull out the replicants that he is, because he's a replicant that they put memories into. Right. And he pulled her out, but he could not figure himself out. So then, like, okay, we'll keep going on with the experiment. Because every time he kills somebody or does something extreme, the dude that's his partner quotations shows up. And is just, like, checking on him, like, making sure he's doing what he's doing. Because mm. at the end, mm. when he picks up Rachel, and he's, like, he kind of, it looks like he comes to the inclusion where he's, like, I'm not going to kill her. I'm, I'm going to run away with her. He sees that origami of the unicorn, which he had that fucking unicorn dream, at, like, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Yeah. That's supposed to be to set him off to be, like, this is, you know what you're supposed to do. So then that leaves you to believe, that makes, that leaves you to, like, wonder, is he going to kill Rachel? Because... You're led to believe he's a good person, but you've seen him do all this terrible shit for seemingly almost no reason just because he's told to, mm. which makes you think he's a replicant. So is he going to be kill Rachel because even though he loves her, he was told to do, to kill her? Mm. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that really Scott wanted you to m- believe that Deckard is a replicant in this cut of the movie. Mm-hmm. I've heard the theatrical cut makes it seem the exact opposite yeah (laughs) because like they get away like but i didn't take it like that he actually wanted to kill rachel per se because i did like it's blatant with the unicorn thing that like maybe that's an implanted memory and how uh, origami man is somehow behind it and like well not behind it but like he knows about it and he's yeah. like fucking with Deckard well, that's what like gives him the unicorn or whatever but even that line near the end where he's like uh you know she's only got a little bit to live or whatever like he almost was kind of also saying that to Deckard that's how I kind of took it okay mm. and like while they're both trying to like while he's like hey let's just get out of here to okay. Rachel and let's just fucking leave this place like the his partner or whatever like is knows that like hey you only have a little bit to live bro <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. like says it to both of them and then the movie just ends okay <clears throat> like i didn't take I any of the see that yeah all right i like i almost kind of makes me like 2049 more just like just you saying like maybe that's his way of being like i can see how you feel about her 
So I'm just going to let you live out the rest of her life mm. as a couple. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really. I, I like. I, I don't know. That, that that that's interesting though. I didn't yeah. think about that. I and I didn't. Honestly, I didn't really put a lot of stock into Origami Man at all. I just know he kept showing up, but yeah. I didn't put any real thought in anything to why he was there. Well, like whatever. he just kept showing up, so I was like, "What? Who is this oh, fucking damn. dude? Like he just keeps showing up." Uh-huh. And like the only thing that I could really come to was that like, like Deckard is as. Like as Rachel was like the the uh, the prototype for let's see if we can make replicants and not know the replicants. Deckard is the prototype for can we have replicants hunt themselves? Sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Joe, wow. you, you stealing Indeed. my hams, Joe? You getting enlightened over here? <laughs> you, I've seen this movie and I've had my own opinions about it, but I've never heard that um, Edward James Olmos's character. The origami man. Yeah. I never heard that the theory that he might be the whole guy behind the whole thing. Uh, his handler. Yeah. It's interesting. Definitely deserves a uh, Owen Wilson. Wow. wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah. I, um, I, while I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time saying, like, I really enjoyed Blade Runner. Yeah. I get why it's important to like cinema. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it, it definitely is one of those movies where I can totally pick out like, Oh yeah, this movie totally ripped off Blade Runner. Right. <laughs> and like movies today rip off Blade Runner. Yeah. Still, but it's like in a, in a good way. Like, Oh yeah. It's super inventive. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> really well done, and they they hit all their flaws by having everything be super dark and rainy yep. all the time. Mm-hmm. The most rain LA will ever see ever. Oh God, I know. <laughs> Never stop but raining. No sunlight, <laughs> all rain. Right, and like, there's not even a light fixture in any room <laughs> ever. All the only electricity. That's not neon, right? And that's even outside. That that's they give it all to the advertisements outside. No lights inside. The only electricity flowing in any room is for a slow moving fan. That's all that it, the electricity goes to. Oh yeah, because in every single room there is some fan going zero miles an hour, doing nothing a fan should be doing by pushing air. So much fucking smoke. <laughs> But yeah, I I uh, when PK gets back from apparently cracking more hams, uh, I want to get his like kind of final thoughts and maybe the yeah. grade of the original Blade yeah. Runner. Yeah. Um, I did get through it easier than I thought because I've yeah attempted... I was gonna ask you what you thought of it because I remember you talked about how you were fell asleep like, watching multiple times. multiple times trying to watch this. Yeah. Um. I got through it no problem, but I also wasn't just watching it to watch it. I was watching it more analytically, and so I was that finding... That helps in, a lot. Yes, yeah. and I was finding, like, a lot of joy in just seeing aesthetically what they did with the movie. Mm-hmm. And so... But with that said, I would probably give the original Blade Runner... Uh, I don't know. A B, a B minus, B okay. Yeah, maybe. What would 
<laughs> we waited to grade this but while you yeah, were coming back. Yeah, we were waiting for you hams. for cracking hams. Um, what would so you grade hams. the original uh, Blade Runner in a A B C D of F all the score? Great, of all the versions that I've seen, with the final one, I would I would give it a. We're talking about like A plus B plus all yeah. the bullshit. Yeah, all the bullshit. All the bullshit. Yeah. I would give it an A minus. It had. Along with the time, 1980, when that came out, it had the, the true grit, it had the feel, had the feels, yeah, little rapey vibe, <laughs> which is why... It had the, him feeling the, up a replicant. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> I'd give it an A-. minus. Okay, fair enough. You gave B-, right? Gave it a B-. Minus. What did, did you give no, I, I haven't, I haven't done, I haven't done yet. I will give it on the higher end of a B, close to a B+, plus, but not not. Like, just high end of a B. Because I, uh, yeah, I do agree that it, it runs a little bit slow. And yeah. you can definitely feel every minute of it. <laughs> yeah. But every I do appreciate minute. the story of it. And I did like the fact, like, the thought of, like, pulling apart, like, who is Deckard? Like, what is he exactly? Like, they, they're just vague enough about it where you could pull a whole bunch of different... Yeah. Um, uh, opinions about him and uh so much so where like i almost kind of like blade runner by itself without 2049 because it yeah. let me it let me piece together more about who deckard is that blade runner 2049 kind of discredits where i'm like yeah uh, well and, i yeah. kind of like that idea of what deckard was and you just kind of said no that's not him and i'm like no that is what he is, because I said it was. It's it's art. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's supposed to be what I think he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, GHD brought up, it's like, with Blade Runner just itself, if 2049 was never made, it's like the Inception top. Like, it yeah. keeps the yeah. conversation yeah. going. Yeah. Like, yep. Makes him the, the movie relevant for a lot longer, because you can always talk about, like, well, what did you get out of this? Mm-hmm. Which I think that's one of its strengths. Yeah. As much as it is aesthetically pleasing, yeah. I just... This movie for me was just a movie. I get why it's important. Yeah. Like not like, like not even like trying to not spoil twenty forty nine, but even my my uh handler theory almost kinda gets debunked by twenty forty nine. Yeah. <laughs> I I was gonna yeah. I was gonna say something along those lines, but, but I, I was like, I, damn it. Yeah. But I was like, I still like that idea of it. Yeah. It could still be true though. Yeah. I mean True, but like I'm just ugh. But anyways. Yeah, high B for me. Great. The the one thing that I also want to say, it is a Ridley Scott movie. Uh, of course, there's always going to be, as we all know, many versions, and who knows how many versions 2049 is going to bring. <laughs> but uh, well, that had Denny Villeneuve. Yeah, Denny Villeneuve. Oh, that was the director. Yep, the director of Arrival. Yeah. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Um, in all the Ridley Scott movies. Coming from a cinematography point, shots done very well yeah. in Blade Runner. Yeah, I'm sure he he definitely had a influence or some sort of hand in 2049. Um, one thing that I picked up from watching B- BTS from Ridley Scott, smoke, smoke on a scene uh, makes the atmosphere and makes the set alive. And um, Washington Alien loved it, uh, and it, it was definitely apparent in. Um, yeah, both Blade, are very Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
and uh, the the new one is definitely apparent in there as well. And I I just want to say that one of the reasons why I got such a high grade is because of the awesome cinematography in the yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. I have no doubt in my mind it's it's aesthetically pleasing to look at. Mm-hmm. But um, and I can and I don't want to discount that at all because it's as we said before. Mm-hmm, Everyone yeah. rips off Blade Runner. Mm-hmm, yep, yep. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Uh, before we get into 2049, did any of you guys watch the shorts? I, I remember did. I, I remember I brought up the shorts to you and you was like, do I have to watch more Blade Runner? Yeah. Like, you don't have to. <laughs> You're like, because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go see Blade Runner tonight with uh, GHD. Oh, okay. Did you see the first one? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. You going to watch the shorts? How much Blade Runner do you want me to watch today? <laughs> I did not push him because you seemed like you're like, if I watch more Blade Runner, I'm going to fucking explode. I put explode. five hours of my awake life yesterday <laughs> to watch Blade Runner. I got four and... hours of sleep last night. <laughs> All right? I'm on the edge, man. Oh, man. But I, 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 well, I watched all three shorts all right for for blade runner leading up to it i think there's it's blade runner 2022 uh 2036 and then 2048 i think it is okay and uh the first one i would definitely suggest checking out because they give it's like a full detailed like history on like the blackouts they like bring up every once in a while Mm. right which is really interesting because they talk about um at one point, the government was just like, well, this replicant thing is getting way out of out of hand. Let's just make it where replicants are legal now. Okay. And humans are just like, well, fuck that. And they just start fucking killing replicants like they're like a second-class citizen. Uh-huh. And they, they've been finding them all because they pull up the database and would find them and then pull them out of their homes and just like fucking kill them and like hang them and like fucking do shit. Yeah. Like, they would if they were just like, oh, fuck you, replicant, and some shit like that. Yeah. So these people get this idea where it's like, okay, well, if we do a thing where we set off some, like, nuclear bomb and then also knock out these, like, backup generators, we could black out all of L.A. and then the entire database would be just wiped out. Uh-huh. So they do that, and then the government's just like, well, fuck, replicants are way more dangerous than we thought they were. Let's make them illegal completely. Okay. So that's, like, pretty much the whole story of, like, the first first one. Oh, right on. But they play it out where, like, they actually show, like, the mission of them actually... It, it's a really... It's really long. It's, like, 15 minutes. Uh-huh. But it's, like, the whole mission of them getting into this and, like, actually making all of L.A. completely black out. All right, right on. I'm glad you gave me, actually, a heads up on that one, that it dealt with something that's going to be in 2049 like the blackout yeah because it made me more attention made me pay more attention when they brought it up yeah like but in 2049 they give you enough context yeah to kind of piece it together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah no it's yeah it's like basically a thing where they decide to legalize replicants humans get pissed replicants destroy the database so they could not find out who are replicants and then the government's like well fuck replicants are officially illegal and then uh, the next one, like 2036, I think it's called, where, like, uh, they introduce Jared Leto's character. Okay. And he introduces the idea of his replicants that are, like, completely subservient, where he, like, brings one to this boardroom where they're deciding whether or not to bring replicants back. And he has this replicant, like, cut its face, and then he actually looks it in the face and says, okay, I'm going to give you the choice. Either kill me or kill yourself, and it kills itself. 
Like that's pretty much the whole thing. Okay. So it like just like cements that Jared Leto has developed this new replicant that's completely subservient. Okay. And then the next one is just like they uh introduced Dave Batista's character. Okay. From uh twenty forty nine. And uh it's just it, 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 I think it's just like a small story to show why he's on the run, like he's like infatuated with this like young girl like he's just like protective of her and some dude fucks with her and he kills him and then he runs away like that's pretty much it huh. like the other two are not really that important the blackout one i'd say i would watch if you're right. gonna gonna uh, watch 2049 but and it's really cool too because uh the first one is all anime right and they find ways to throw in elements of the original blade runner so it feels like the same universe but it's all animated all right Right on. I might check that out for like sure. Like it even then. like it even starts out with like the like the weird flames popping up like in yeah. the in the original Blade Runner. So yeah. I would definitely if you're gonna watch something before twenty forty nine, definitely check out uh I think it's Blade Runner twenty twenty two blackout on okay. YouTube. Right on. Did you see any of those PK? Yeah, I was gonna ask where do you get those at? Because I, I'm actually very interested in that. They are all on all three of them are on YouTube, YouTube? if you okay. want to find them. Yeah, cool. Just look up Blade Runner and then just keep scrolling, you'll find them. Tight. But they're like yeah, they're like small little snippets to kind mm-hmm. of connect the original Blade Runner to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, that was the the one thing about the the newer movie that I was always wondering about because they always referenced Blackout and I always wondered um how um, Jared Letters, Leto's Leto's character. Jared Letters. Jared Letters. <laughs> Sorry, Jared I haven't opened letters. up my next hams yet, but um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I was. I did not know that the shorts existed. Well, yeah, you know. more you know. So, are we actually going to transition into the next twenty forty nine? Let me give you some stats can up I, top. Can give I us some start stats. this off by cracking open a cold one with my boys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, go, that's a hot hams. Also, uh, why don't you silence that uh, phone? I guarantee you that's being picked up on. Yeah, sorry, it is my... definitely getting picked up. <laughs> sorry, notifications. Work emails. Yeah. I'm sorry. We I'm listened enough clock. to the unpackaging of it. We don't need to listen to it actually processing. I just wanted to say so far this uh, LG uh, V30 has actually been pretty good. And uh, I'm just setting it up right now. Uh, is that a Nexus? It is. <laughs> It is the Nexus of LG. The Nexus. It's a Nexus 8. Well, speaking of Nexus 8, Blade Runner 2049 came out uh, the 10th of October 2017. Uh, It had a production of $150 million budget. Domestically, so far, as of... uh, Wait a minute, it didn't come out the 10th. Today's... Today is the 10th? What is today? today? What year are we in? What is this day? Are Uh, we in Blade Runner right now? It's the 10th. 11th. It's the 11th. Okay, all the stats I have are up through the 10th. Sorry, didn't come out the 10th. Came out last weekend. Um, Domestically so far, uh, through the 10th, it's made $40.7 million. Lower than they were expecting is what I heard. Mm Mm-hmm. A te- like yes by a lot yeah <laughs> uh, worldwide so far it's made 90 million dollars Rotten Tomatoes has it at an 88 uh, percent IMDB has it at an 8.6 out of 10 and common sense media those 
family-friendly jokers. Dastardly bastards. Have it at the same thing as the original at uh, four stars, 16 plus. I'm guessing the 16 plus is their rating. Their, the age, what they yeah. deem it appropriate to watch. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're like the Christian one, right? They are the Christian one, yes. Jesus. Which I'm surprised they gave it like such a high rating. You know what I mean? Yeah, well. They're like yeah. creating life and stuff like that. Wouldn't they think that'd be like bad? <laughs> God <Anyway>. hates this. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, this was met with like a very lackluster opening weekend. They were yeah. expecting like fifty to sixty million dollar opening weekend and yeah. it only had a thirty I think oh man, now I don't know, like thirty five, something like that, million dollar opening weekend. Mm. So about just a little over half of what they expected. Yeah, just a lot of people didn't really go to the movies this yeah. past weekend. Because it, it got number one. It yeah. just... But, no one mm-mm. really wanted to But it was to go going out. against what? Like, stuff Grown that's been three? out? No. <laughs> yeah. It was stuff that's been out for a couple of weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, I From the marketing campaign, I thought more people would go see it. But then, again, if it's, yeah, like, anything like the original there. run or the original movie, like, nobody went to go see that either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess in 30 years people will like this. Yeah, I was going to say this. <laughs> yeah. Like, this this will get a cult following. Yeah, this, $130 million cult following. I feel like this film is part of a different, um, like, a, a bigger sect where in 100 years from now... People are going to be like, oh, Blade Runner was cool. The second one was uh, all right. And then the third one was really awesome. And then they're going to be like, man, Obama totally did it really awesome. In this. Because there is going to be a blackout and everyone's going to blame Obama for everything, I'm sure. Not to get political. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, thanks a lot. But I, I, that make, like, makes me wonder, though, because like, our like circle of friends... I. Like, the ones that are into movies and all this kind of, like, nerdy kind of culture stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, they would talk about Blade Runner being, like, the one of the best things ever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, like, that's only in, like, this kind of circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Whereas, okay, like, yeah. the general populace would be like, I don't give a shit about Blade Runner. Where's the next Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, what's the, what, what's the latest movie? <laughs> Where's Grown Ups 2? Yeah. <laughs> They're still talking about Grown Ups 2. And I want to, like, but I would think by now, though, because it's got more of, like, a cult following that 2049 would have done better. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling is is getting up there as, like, a pretty decent yeah, star. Yeah, he's pretty hot right now, especially after his La La Land that yeah. mm-hmm. was pretty well received. Mm-hmm. And Harrison Ford's in it. Yeah. I don't know. And it looks visually impressive. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't get a, a big opening weekend. I have no idea. I think it's just the culture. Right now, everyone's into something else, and it's just yeah. like, right now, it's not hot, but down the line, it's going to be revered as something. Just kind of like how the original, mm-hmm. where it was going to yeah. be revered as something amazing. Yeah. No one's driving cars into submarines or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Hulk's not in it. Turning him into yeah. robots and fucking having it's, him beat up Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. It's like, no, uh, <laughs> it's no um, Star Wars or um, Justice League right now. Yeah, yeah. I can totally Justice see that. Um, right off the bat, uh, Villeneuve 
he's got a fucking eye. God damn it. There are shots in this that are just impressive looking. Even, like, not even being in the city. Just going out in, like, gross desert countryside. You're just like, this looks amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I was taken aback by how fucking impressive this movie looked. Yeah, I never thought growing maggots would look so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) There's, There's one thing that I have to say about that on that topic yes very impressive i loved all the shots they still cannot in my opinion match the the true grit the the true dirtiness of what it is to be a sci-fi uh movie in the 80s when i was watching 2049 i was like this is on this is perfect this is beautiful yeah, yeah. but still just the grittiness and just the dirtiness just did not exist in it and it it did take me a little back i was taken a little bit back by it mm-hmm. it was good but i was like eh, you know maybe the original blade runner had that atmosphere a little uh, a little better i would okay i would say that the original blade runner looked a little more lived in than yeah. this yeah. next one mm-hmm. but i wouldn't say like this looked slick by like a futuristic like uh yeah. like like uh Fucking uh, episode one or some shit like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, super yeah. slick and polished or whatever. I'll, I'll say like one of my favorite shots out of both movies is that one where Deckard is rolling in on in the first Blade Runner. And you can see those pockets where you can see where... Uh, or is that from the original... Or from this one? Uh, it's like a shot where they're rolling in and there's like pockets of... You can see where like the nightlife's going on. Where there's like small... Mm-hmm envelopes of like neon lights shooting up but it's like all like dark buildings built on top of each other that's like this one because there's like a big sweeping shot where everything is so close and built on top of each other yeah you can't even really even see the street below yeah and like like, they do that in kind of in the first one but like in 2049 it's like it looks like they built buildings on buildings on buildings it on does. buildings. It does, yeah, That's yeah. the whole point, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. it's a lot of, yeah, like, they, they sweep in and they show, like, these rooftops that are just dark and desolate, and then in between are small pockets of neon lights, like, shining through, and then they zoom up from there, and it's enormous, gigantic buildings that are just built on top of that, where I'm like, Did, where does the ground even start? Right. <laughs> like, when, uh... Gosling's ship uh, comes into the city and just like kind of drops in and it just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping like they're just just like thick brick (laughs) of like just built because it looks kind of like like from where his vantage point was kind of small and like claustrophobic and then as it goes down it's like this big massive expansive city yeah that like you can't tell from how high up he is yeah like how large what we're dealing with and it just keeps dropping and down 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 Mm -hmm. down 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 and like i don't know too much about like blade runner lore but like do only poor people like live on earth at this point is that what it is it's a it's a different it's a different mix of people it's Uh like a lot of people move to the move to the off world, and everyone on Earth is either too poor or are too nostalgic about Earth. Okay. 
or have like some specific job that they have on Earth. Okay. That's the other thing that I really liked about Blade Runner was the fact that, of course, you know, with the original and I'm get with the the new one too, the whole money issue with the original, I'm sure tied into this perfectly. They always teased go off world. I mean, you see that in Aliens, see that in Alien, see that in all the other movies where they're mm-hmm. in space and stuff. This movie um, keyed in on, hey, we're the future, we have hover cars, we're going to space, but we're not going to show you, but we're going to tell you this is the place to be. Yeah. And it, they just honed in on the whole like economic thing where, you know, the people on the ground, the poorest people that drive uh, uh, rubber cars still and combustion engines, mm-hmm. I'm sure... Where the the police and I'm sure the rich people have like the hover cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's what I always loved about the Blade Runner series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, everyone does just seems like they're kind of stuck there. Mm-hmm. And like the only people that really have like flying cars are like either the police or just people that are visiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even like like it, it, even like that even that's what makes like Tyrell or in this case like the Wallace Industries or whatever seem shady is because. They do all their business on Earth, which almost kind of feels like a new like version of like the Wild West, yeah. where there's so very little law abiding going on there that that's why their corporations there because they can do all their shady replicant deals on Earth and no one will really bat an eye at it. Yeah, or it's like, who cares? Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's just like America like taking their um, customer service over to India or, mm-hmm. or Mexico or something. Yeah, because it's at a cheaper price. Yeah. No one really cares. There. Yeah. Because, yeah, because Earth is kind of like the new Wild West because that's where yeah. the replicants are going because yep. they don't have to deal with the governments on Offworld and when they escape from their fucking slave deals or whatever. They just go to go to Earth and try and hide out and then they send fucking bounty hunters, a.k.a. Ba- uh, Blade Runners, mm-hmm. to go fucking take care of them. Yeah. Yep. But a Wild West that everyone lived in and then left. Pretty much. So, like, Detroit. Only yeah. worse, somehow. <laughs> yeah. It's like the R version of Wally. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. Oh, boy. Um, so, JT, without spoiling too much of 2049, what what was the plot of 2049? Uh, well, you follow a replicant, played by Ryan Gosling, called K? K. Yeah, K. Yeah. They call him K. And uh, he's pretty much programmed to find the remaining old replicants from before the blackout yeah because they're the ones that are kind of gone rogue right and uh upon doing this he finds something that might question his validity as an actual replicant Mm -hmm. and leads him on an adventure yes from there yes um yeah, and him being a replicant is not a spoiler whatsoever. No, they because they bring right that away. up right away, yep. mm-hmm. which, which would, but it works for the plot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because you have to know he is in order for like the rest of the story to develop, mm-hmm. which I liked. And well, I'm gonna come out and say right off the bat, I found 2049's plot and story to be much more intriguing oh. than the original Blade Runner. I okay. Spoiling well, my entire you know, review. The the thing about that is like you have to look at the culture. It was so different back when they made yeah, yeah, 1980 yeah, yeah. to night to two thousand fucking what what are you reading there? 
I'm sorry. This hams, this hams is taking me back. We're in, we're in 2017. It's so different. We're so two. Obviously... We're two years away from the actual Blade Runner. I well, I I get why, like it was a different time, but that doesn't mean like, I I I still feel like this is. I'm not saying right now that I think it's a more well crafted story. I'm not going to spoil any of that. I'm just thinking like it was a more interesting and more plot filled. Oh yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, there was more. Yeah, there was sure. more aspects yeah. of it. Yeah. I'll. Uh, I wish. I kind of wanted to get Molly Pop on here, but she was. She had other plans tonight. But uh, she actually read the book that Blade Runner is based off of. Oh, do androids dream of electric sheep? Yeah, mm, and yeah. Uh, when we watched the original Blade Runner, she. I love her to death, but she does that whole thing where it's like, well, the book did this. Oh, yeah. I do that shit, too, when any we talk about any comic shit, and I'd never want to be that guy, but I always am that guy. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, she brought up a bunch of stuff uh, to me after we watched the first Blade Runner where I'm like, I mean, that would have been cool, but they had, like, fucking, they only had, like, two hours to play with. Like, what do you yeah. want from them? And she said, in this, like, she liked because they didn't, necessarily dive into the aspects of the of the book but they had like subtle like a lot more subtle hints in there where it's like it made her appreciate it more because it was just they just acknowledged that it existed in this universe Uh as opposed to they were stuck on a certain story in the original blade runner where they did not have time to go further into other aspects that were in the book. Right. Mm-hmm. I actually talked to one of my friends too at work that said that one of his favorite books is the Philip K. Dick Android's dream of electric sheep. That's it. Yeah. And like, so he was necessarily not disappointed in when he first saw blade runner. Yeah. But he thought like just what they did in blade runner, the book has expanded on way more. Even though the book, you know, came first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, that, that he prefers that. But I, that's the whole other thing. Well, she even told me, like, not to spoil for people that haven't read the book, that they want to read the book, but that's the like, book's even older. They're 40 years yeah, old no or shit. whatever. But uh, I guess in the book, uh, Rachel and Pris are the same model, which means that they look the same. And they almost kind of make it ambiguous that Rachel and Pris are not the same, or might be the same person which one was pris pris is uh daryl hannah oh okay mm-hmm. so they do a thing where uh deckard is very torn about killing pris because she looks so much like rachel oh okay. and then they all they kind of make it seem like maybe rachel is pris and is trying to get close to deckard as that rachel sounds really interesting yeah <laughs> and that's like a thing that's like a thing in the book well shit sounds like i need to read a fucking <laughs> book now way yeah. to go yeah uh, but 2049. Get back to 2049. Um, we going Facebook Live? No, I'm just recording. Testing my phone. Testing the testing, testing the LG Nexus 8. Telling, testing the How's LG. that video quality? <laughs> this is, it actually has a, I don't know if you guys can see this at home right now. Dual screen, <laughs> dual camera setup here. We have a uh, number, a first in uh, camera phone technology. 1.8 f-stop. Um, okay. That means more that? light. Uh, more bokeh, and uh, <laughs> more on on the widescreen. Uh, the widescreen portion. There's a a. Uh, I'm guessing it's a 35 millimeter, and maybe the widescreen is probably maybe a 20 or uh, maybe even a 15 millimeter. Correct me if I'm wrong, viewers at home. Uh, the LG V30. Uh, great phone. Check it out. Check it out, LG. 
Like life, life's good. What's allergy mean? Life's life, good. Life's good. Life's good. Like good. I've heard uh, good. many life people say good. other derogatory comments. Sorry for the side note. Um, let's get back to the movie. Crack a ham. Crack a ham. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So anyway, I I would. Well, I think I left off saying I liked twenty forty nine's story a lot. Yeah. 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 Um. I thought Ryan Gosling was perfectly cast in yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, this movie dives into a lot more different storylines than the original Blade Runner. And I would say they do a good job of making sure the main characters is the most interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which I appreciated. There's so many ones where I'm like, oh, God, I get off this dude and go back to this other cool person. But no, they actually make it where Ryan Gosling's is... The most interesting where I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to lis- listen to more what he has to say. Yeah. Granted, like, he doesn't really do much more. Like, um, he doesn't emote a whole lot. Like, he's yeah. kind of a little bit ro- plays it robotic. Mm-hmm. But, like, it completely works Yeah, for what his story is set up to be and, mm-hmm. like, his character and everything. So when he finally does emote something it's like oh shit man that's yeah pretty pretty sweet and his relationship to his fake girlfriend oh my god that was amazing okay part. yeah yeah let's I'll, just talk about that for yeah. right now i, I yeah that was <laughs> that's one of my uh favorite storylines throughout like i'll are we gonna just do spoilers just or i mean, i spoiler version yeah we can i mean we can talk about his fake girlfriend non-spoiler yeah all right yeah but uh i i think her her storyline through this is a very interesting concept where it almost kind of turns the idea of the movie on its head that i'll get more into into spoilers Uh but yeah i loved the idea of joy his girlfriend which is like a program made up by the wallace industries that makes replicants yeah it reminded me like of her the movie Her. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I'll, only I'll, I'll like shit ton like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's almost exactly like it, except you get yeah, to see like a actually, hologram. Yeah, you of actually it. get to see. <laughs> it's not just Dude. Scarlett Johansson talking through a phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it. Oh, go ahead, Paul. I want to say I kind of disagree oh, with that get statement. The fuck I'm out sorry. Of here. <laughs> I. You're off no, the go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. I just wanted to say I loved the character, but. Um, we talked about this earlier tonight. Tonight uh, about female roles. I feel like her character was not to you know hate on uh, holograms or <laughs> whatever her character was at the time. Extremely transparent, and I feel like <laughs> she could have had more dynamic in terms of what she was, what she developed, and what she ended up being at the end of the film. And I feel like she was just. Super underutilized in the movie. Okay. In terms of like, I... oh, go ahead. I'll let you finish it, your thought. It, it, in terms of like plot development, in terms of what she was in supporting the character that she supported, Ryan Gosling's character, and in terms of like at the at the crisis point, at the end point where you know something happened to her and it 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 you know propelled the story. I feel like it could have been way more powerful in that term, but that's just my view on that. All right. I I feel like she was in the movie just as much as she needed to be 
Okay. And I, when it comes to like a final twist of her character at the end, I was like, oh shit. It's like some Black Mirror type shit. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, that works completely because she, you, like, you, because you know, well, I don't know how correct that statement I would be. And I don't know how spoiler <laughs> it would be for me to just blurt out what I was going to well, say. I'll say in terms of what joy is or what what she what she is in general I thought it was portrayed really well and even with what it drives Ryan Gosling to do or Kay the character mm-hmm. and I think well getting into it more when we get into spoilers I think it was perfect for what it was and it uh developed another thing that they can exam that you can examine through the Blade Runner series just based off of what she is to him. Mm. Okay. Yeah, hey, I'm all I'm always open for all alternate, you know, thought process. I'm not I'm not strict in my own thinking, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Why don't hey. you open your you, goddamn you, mind? You Paul? you already <laughs> opened me to the in the first movie, Edward J. Momos's <laughs> character. Have we yeah. talked about his uh return in the movie yet? Or? No, not yet. Well, spoilers, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a good spoiler that many Battlestar Galactica fans are going to love. It is pretty close to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, does, yeah he does come back. But nah. Yeah, Ages no, a lot. Yeah. Not very <laughs> well. No. Yeah. No, not well he, he looks better. Well. He looks healthy. Yeah. Somewhat. Uh, I, from I unfortunately remember him from the fucking season of Dexter that he was in that was fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I I went from seeing him 30 years previous just hours before I watched 2049. I'm like, <laughs> and it's like he aged he, a yeah, lot. He got fat in... off his pension. <laughs> Someone just inject him with 30 pounds of pudding. <laughs> <laughs> that he, uh, he did not he did not wear that bow tie well. No. He end. tried so hard. He was yeah. like this is the only way they'll know me if, if I yeah. put this fucking bow tie exactly. on. Exactly. When I saw that scene, I was like, the only reason why he's wearing that bow tie is because they it's don't, the only They connection. would not know it's him otherwise. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I got to really solidify it by putting this fucking bowl or whatever Yeah, this goddamn origami bowl down. Yeah, right. But anyways, we were continuing on. Um. Yeah. We're, I don't even know where we left off. What were we talking uh, about? We were talking about uh, Joy. Joy, joy, fake girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to more of that in spoilers. Yeah, so we'll more of that um, I was a big fan, even though I thought it was a bit overacted by Jared Leto. But the way that the Wallace character turns out, I was kind of fascinated by him a little bit. The fact yeah. that he was mm-hmm. he was blind, but then he still had these things where he could kind of uh, examine the environment around him. But then when it came to like being personal, like. He would turn all that shit off. Right. Like, he seemed, like, really... He was, like, a really, like, in-your-face character, even though he did not even know where your face was in the room. I wanted to go into this just hating Jared Leto, because, like, I'm on a fucking I hate Jared Leto kick Oh, yeah. Every time I bring up Jared Leto (laughs) news, you just sigh. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I actually really... not really enjoyed him in the movie, but I thought yeah. he did a pretty good job, and I was intrigued by yeah. what he was doing. I, I will admit, when I saw like the short film of his, I was like, 
this is a weird character. <laughs> yeah. But like when they get more into him in the movie and they show him like doing like this shit that he's doing, like just talking to people or like with these weird androids that he has around him. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, you're, you're fascinated. I want to know more about you. Yeah. So, I don't necessarily want to see more of you. Yeah. I want to, I want to <laughs> know more about you. Cause yeah. I feel like him, him and uh, Tyrell from like the first movie have different parallels on how to deal with replicants. Yeah, and I think it's fascinating how he's making it work as opposed to how Tyrell tried to make it work. Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, Jared Leto's character has a huge god complex, enormous god complex. <laughs> it's visible he, from space. God I, I, I feel like him and Tyrell both have a god complex, but uh, the uh, Jared Leto's character picked out the things from God that make him work as opposed to Tyrell, which I'll go more into in spoilers. Okay. Uh, I had a question in the shorts. Was the Jared Leto, Jared Leto short live action or was it animated? It was live action. Okay, cool. The, the, the last two are live action. The only one that's animated is like the first one, like the 2022 one. The right, long cool. one. Yep. Um, well, it's, Speaking of the shorts, Dave Batista, mm-hmm. uh, solid Batista. in this. Yeah, he, this is probably one of his best performances I've ever seen him in. Yeah, mm. and he's like in it just for a short amount of time, but yeah. he had me sold. I really liked him in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like even just like I, I love how this movie dives into different aspects of this world, mm-hmm. like where Blade Runner was very, like very uh, horse blinders on. Uh, Deckard's story yeah. and like the things that surrounded it like this did not waver from let's see what this does let's see what this does right. let's like they go to like uh, Batista's fucking protein farm where he's growing maggots yeah which is like would be a thing because there's no fucking animals yep. right <laughs> yep yeah and oh and to add on to that there's like a line I don't remember who says it now later on in the movie where somebody says they've never seen a tree before. Oh, uh, fucking, uh, I'm the captain now. Yeah, yeah. The guy who was <laughs> analyzing the, the wooden uh, horse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, real tree. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, that's, that's, in, like, insane. Like, I never even, like, really put that together, like, how desolate Earth is. Yeah. That, like, somebody would have never even seen yeah. a real-life tree before. Well, no, yeah, they even, uh... Even, uh, like, that's, Molly Pop loved that, too, because I guess in the book they really put over the fact that animals are extinct. Yep. So, like, you, all animals are replicants. Yep. So when when you come across something that might be an actual animal, like, people freak the fuck out. So it even gets to the point where, like, animals are even held in higher regard than replicants. The, are we talking about, like, a spoiler section right now? Or no? Nah. No, well, not. Not full spoilers, not but full spoilers. if you got yeah. something that's not going to spoil like a plot point, there's a there's a part later on in the film where Gosling's character runs into a bee thing. A bee oh yeah, bee yeah. Bee oh yeah, that's not, yeah 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 that's yeah, not yeah yeah super spoilery. And it's like that seems like it's real. Like yeah. the, the bees are not fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he had was it the scene? I can't. I don't know if I like blank this out he does he put his hand yeah yeah he does he walks yeah. and then he just walks with a big fucking handful of bees yeah that, that was real life yeah, yeah. I, but I, replicas I, don't feel pain though 
Well, oh yeah, he is a replica, so yeah. So, because I watched this movie with GHD, like, he stuck his hand in the beehive. He's like, hey, it's just like your fucking wedding. <laughs> because <laughs> if nobody knows, because oh, nobody fucking knows, no. fucking my wedding day was plagued with bees. And the yes. day before, I got stung, like, six times. Yeah. Um, uh. I, uh, little known fact, I actually filmed... I'm a wedding videographer. I filmed <laughs> Troy um, T. Poot's wedding here. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, his his ceremony location was riddled with bee, <laughs> not beehives, but ground bees. Yeah, like ground bee nests. There were just holes everywhere. And when when I got there with my assistant, I was like, "What's up with all these holes?" <laughs> and then like I started putting my equipment down. And all of a sudden, I was like. Oh, God, no. No bees. No, not the bees. I promise you, they weren't there before. Oh, it was yeah. the worst. It was actually the worst. Uh, anyway. Bees? Bees. <laughs> no, but yeah, so, going back to the main topic. Yeah. Um. What What else? Oh, oh God, I want to talk about Harrison Ford, but I can only do that like it's it's so because he, he shows up so goddamn late in the yeah movie um okay well they do a lot of world building in this that yeah uh i feel like is more expansive than they really did in the first blade runner movie too like they show there's like an an orphanage where yep. things are run yeah mm-hmm. like in a junkyard yeah and that was really cool and not to spoil but they do go to vegas yes yeah that was okay when they do go to Vegas. That was one of the most impre- like when the color palette changes to like this yeah. golden orange. Yep. I was like, this mm-hmm. fucking looks amazing. Yep. Yeah. And then that scene where they're in that uh, what looks like a cocktail type place where like the the shit's like malfunctioning. Uh-huh. Like I've never had like like random snippets of like Elvis like be so tense where they just oh like, i know they just be like Durk! and i'm like oh sh- shit yes. like it just seemed like so like it made it the the scene seemed so tense because it was just like this like this random like fucking like vegas music just like like jumping in and out where right. you're like oh fuck oh shit is something happening yeah. oh god yeah, yeah. and then, like <laughs> it's just like random holograms and like elvis music and it's just all malfunctioning and you're just like in a room where it's like i don't want to be here <laughs> right <laughs> yeah much in- much anxiety yeah that was really well done mm-hmm. um this movie pace wise is still kind of slow like it takes its time. Yeah. But kind of slow. <laughs> is slow, okay? And the runtime is an hour longer than the original Blade Runner. Yeah. 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 I would say that it could it, it could shave off at least a half hour. I would say so too. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the things I feel like they could shave off like even though I did like the scene, the scene where what's uh his fake girlfriend's name again? The hologram. Uh, Joy. 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 Like, when they first introduce, like, her hologram, that scene goes on a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel they could they could probably solidify that in scenes later. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I do like... I don't know. Yeah. Because I, w- I was trying to go back and think of, like, well, things yeah. I could cut. And I'm like, I don't know. I liked... 
all the shots individually, but like if they were to work together as a movie, you could like that joy stuff. You could splice them in different. Parts I of the like movie. the scene, but I could see I could shave it down maybe. Yeah. And there's other longer shots too, like when he does get into Vegas, like it takes him a long time to like walk through a building and to get to the point where he needs to go. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's building tension the whole time he's doing it. I know. So I'm like, I don't really know where (laughs) you can leave some. Yeah. But like the fucking movie's three hours long. I know. Like it's one of those movies where it's like, I don't know what you can cut, but I feel like if you did cut it. And just showed it like it was, I would not know the difference. I know. I know. It's and like, I, that's your job. I started, <laughs> that's not my job. I, started I don't know wa- what the fuck to tell you. I started watching it at 10 p.m. Ooh. And I was just like, by 1 a.m., I was like forcing myself to stay awake. Yeah. Even though, like, that's where the movie was like ramping up. Yeah. But it didn't have like a. As. Well, oh, no, hold on. The, the, Hi-oh. The, <laughs> hold the on, one, I'll wait for that later. One scene that I thought can definitely be cut was the scene where uh, Gosling's character goes out to the wasteland or whatever, and he crashes. It, the scene where it's like... He's it's the like, weird mortar. The, the weird mortar scene where like the, the lady's <laughs> getting her nails done. He's like, just do your job, boy. And I'm just like... That scene could have been cut. Yeah, that you did know, seem a they little They put that weird. in just because they wanted to have that thing where she was getting her nails done yeah. and she uh, could do all that damage. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I feel yeah. like they yeah, like they were like, there's not enough action in this. Put some more action in yeah, it. Put, put a, make him crash and then make him uh, survive something that he wouldn't be able to survive by himself. Right. But Yeah, know. like how the fuck would you have like a bunch of mortar shells fall and be like, okay, he's alive. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> that was a little unnecessary, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm going to grab another hams, uh, and uh, you, I'll let you guys talk. How many hams are you in right now? I'm in at least two right here on the table. <laughs> There's, There's been more so than ham that. You've left like, at least like five or six <laughs> times for hams. If you, hams. Got a, if you got a ham left, go grab that ham. I got at least two hams left. I know that. <laughs> All right, but that Just means you've had at least... Four of them, right? Go get go. your hands. Yeah, I'll be your we'll keep talking. All right, we'll we'll keep talking about twenty forty nine. Um, he's so drunk on hams. He's ham drunk right now. <laughs> if only it was rum hams, then it would make it even better. Uh, but uh, I I really don't have much more to say because I really want to get into like the meat. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Spo- I think the spoilers is what's gonna, it's going to be the big discussion. Yeah. Um, but uh, outside of grading it. For people that have not seen it yet, I would say if you if you did like Blade Runner, this builds on the world that yeah. Blade Runner started phenomenally. Yeah. Like it even uh, introduces other concepts of this world that would make you think more about Blade Runner. Yeah, and I would say like even if you haven't seen the original, you could still go into this enjoying the movie. Yeah, you could still piece. Yeah, like it it. It lays out enough stuff from the original Blade Runner that you don't have to go in. That you're not lost, not no. having seen. Blade it it Runner. holds your hand a little bit through some things that you need yeah. to carry from the first mm-hmm. film. So I like there's stuff introduced where it's like, okay, that's probably from the original. Yeah, but it's not like it's not done so much where they're like fucking like pushing you aside so they can have their own nerdy discussion about Blade Runner. Like right. they, it's just it. Like, maybe five, ten seconds tops, where it's like, I don't know what this is about. 
Yeah. Other than that, just wiki it then. Yeah. Other than that, you're fine. <laughs> you're perfect. You right. don't. Have, you don't have to really, really know Blade Runner to see it. But I would say it. It's. It's a really cool introspective on the value of, um, like, just like what intelligence is altogether. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um. I. I could I see your point. Like it really like it really like solidifies like what like what kind of intelligent like people value like if you have a soul like what solidifies having a soul like how much intelligence do you need to have to be like I feel like I'm self aware I have a soul. Yeah. Um, we're in spoiler talk now. Ooh. PK we jumped into spoiler talk. There you go. Boom, now we talk. are hamming up Cracked that spoiler talk. Uh, this is uh, fresh air here. We're, uh, spoiler talk. <laughs> uh, Welcome, PK, for a spoiler talk. Um, yeah, I, I like the whole aspect of this, like what constitutes life. Uh, because with the more progression of all of these uh, replicants... Yeah. They get closer and closer to real life. And in this now, like, they're trying to find a possible replicant birth. They've gotten to the point where this could be a possible thing when they thought it was an impossible imp- yep. impossibility. You know what Troy, I mean? Troy, did you not watch Jurassic Park? I was, as I was going through life that sentence. finds a way. I was... <laughs> Thinking of Jurassic Park. You and me are on the same wavelength here. Life finds a way. (laughs) So, uh, and that's like the whole crux of Ryan Gosling's character in this. Yeah, so, yeah, they pretty much, after they kill Dave Bautista, (laughs) find a case deep, buried deep underneath this tree, and they find bones in it, which happen to belong to Rachel. Yes. From the first blade runner yes and they find out that she was carrying a child yes and that the child could possibly be ryan gosling's character yes um so that's like the whole you don't really find that out that it could be him until like maybe act two or it could he's like piecing it together like yeah. all of these clues that are coming it's like like he had he had this shit. memory yeah yeah like they like uh the chief, played by uh, shit, what's her name? Robin Wright. Yeah. Which I I liked her in this a lot. Yeah. Like she was just like that enough of a hard ass where it's like, like what the fuck? What are you doing? And then yeah. like, but then like in her in her downtime, she's just like, just tell me about yourself. Yeah. And when she gets drunk enough, she wants to bone a replicant. Yeah. <laughs> she totally wanted to bang the fuck out of him. Yeah. Who wouldn't really? Yeah. But uh. <laughs> But no, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, uh, just, like, when he, like, shares that memory, and then it comes back where it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. With the fucking horse. Yeah, yeah. I want to save that for, that's okay, a yeah. little bit down the line, because yeah. that is one of my favorite parts. Of the but movie. this is, yeah, but this is, uh, this is where uh, Ryan Gosling's character definitely gets interesting, because I, I kind of entered this thinking that Ryan Gosling was just going to be another Deckard, where yeah, me it's too. like, you're just... Following him, following these other people's stories, 
And he's just kind of like you're seeing it through his eyes. Like yeah. he's supposed to be like the 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 audience avatar. Yeah. Like how Deckard kind of is from like the first one. Mm-hmm. But then like as he dives more into his own personal history, you get more invested into him because it's like, well maybe you maybe you're not a replicant. Maybe you're maybe you are like the human version of a replicant. Yeah. Because they, they can get pregnant. And then he almost kind of finds more value in himself when he finds out that he might have been born. Yeah. Like he's like a like a Christ-like figure. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say that he... A divine birth. Yeah, I wouldn't say that he sees himself as a Christ-like figure. But I see... When, when you first start out the movie, he sees himself as a processed... Uh, as like a processed product, like he yeah. sees himself Another as a product. Serial number. Yeah, like a yeah, like he sees himself as a product. Like he, he, his name is a serial number. It's yeah. like K whatever. K two S. K two S. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Rogue One <laughs> reference there. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, like he he sees himself as a product, and that's why when he goes and captures these replicants, like he's just like, I'm just another product capturing another product. Like I'm not anything that should consider itself living. Yep. But then when he finds himself that maybe I'm born, maybe I did live these experiences that I'm experiencing, then he's like, well, then there's more value to my life because it's lasted longer, mm-hmm. which is maybe those aren't implanted memories. These are real yeah. memories. Mm-hmm. But that's that's that that's like a fascinating aspect of Blade Runner altogether, because when they even in the first one, I was pulling out where like where Rachel talks about these these experiences before she's even told that she's a replicant those are her experiences so who are we to say that she didn't live that because Mm -hmm. to her she lived that yeah so like if you implant a memory into somebody how can you say that that's not their experience yeah yeah well yeah it's i mean that's like an arguable point because i didn't really experience it but mentally they have the feelings and emotions that they really but did. That experience made them who they are. Yeah, because yeah, in the end, because in the end, that's what makes Ryan Gosling who he is. Yeah, right. I and I, yeah, I agree with that. So who's to say that's that's just as fake? That's that's fake when that's what's what made them who they are. Well. That they're artificial. That's just some super <laughs> philosophical. It's like heavy shit. But it's like that's one of the greatest things about this whole made-up Blade Runner universe. That this is a thing that yeah. could even be played with. Yeah. Yeah. A philosophical thing. Like what? What makes you alive? What makes you a person? What makes you somebody that's? I think therefore I am. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, where Harrison Ford is introduced in this movie. Uh, it all is coming up and coming up to a head where not only could Ryan Gosling be this miraculously born replicant, mm-hmm. that Deckard could also be his father. Yeah. From, I mean, obviously, Rachel, the deceased yeah. replicant the, or yeah, whatever. It, yeah, like, if you are at all caught up with Blade Runner, then y- there's no doubt in your mind that... Rachel's baby is also Deckard's because they run away together right. at the end. Yeah. And so when we were reviewing the first one there, JT, you wanted to bring up that 2049 kind like, I don't know what you said, like ruins. 
Yeah, like the I love thing. I love twenty forty nine. Don't get me wrong, but my thought going out of Blade Runner was that there's that thing in the back of my head where, what if this whole idea of him being a replicant was he's still a good person, but these things drive him to do bad things. What if that drives him to kill Rachel in the end? And this movie solidifies that he does not because he, in fact, runs away with her. She gets pregnant and then she dies. Mm -hmm. So this solidifies that that's not at all true. But I loved I like that little like plant, like that little seed in the back of my head where it's like, but what if he does kill her? What if he gets out there and decides that I need to kill her because that's my mission? Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I can see that too. I don't. I still don't. I still think that they were. I don't know. I was going to say meant for each other, but that's not right. But, like, I still say, like, he wasn't out to get Rachel ever. No, and I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, she, he's never out to get Rachel, but every time that he kills a replicant, fucking Edward James almost shows up and, like, lays out, like, his little fucking things and, like, kind of, like, <laughs> and plants like, these little things in his head and then leaves. And then he's back on mission. And then when he goes and picks up Rachel, like, he has, like, that little, like, weird look on his face where it's like, I gotta kill her. And then he gets up and then sees her. And then he's like, do you trust me? Do you want to run run away with me? And she says, yes. And they leave. Then he finds that unicorn on the ground where it's like, that's that one little last implant where it's like, you know what you have to do. And then from there, it's up to him whether he kills Rachel or not. And then that's the little thing where it's like, does he do it? Does he actually kill Rachel? Mm-hmm. I see. The the thing that I take away after hi- listening to your Joel's uh, JT's um, theory about it is like I feel like Tyrell almost owns um, Edward James Olmos's character, and he's trying to prolong his legacy or create his legacy. Whereas like you know Rachel's character is a is a replicant who lives x amount of years or maybe forever and the thing is like Tyrell's character knows that he's going to die his legacy needs to go on and you know maybe that's what that character is trying to do prolong you know the create the replicant line and move on to the next generation whereas they can live long they can reproduce i don't know if if uh what um, what's the guy's name who directed the movie? Which Denis one? Villeneuve. The, the, the first one. Oh, oh Ridley, uh, Scott. Ridley Scott. I don't know if that's like I don't know if I'm going too deep into that, but I feel like maybe that's where he was kind of thinking about going, where it's just like the replicants now can reproduce by each other with each other. Uh, I'm gonna do a coffee talk scenario and say talks amongst yourselves. So I gotta take a mad piss. Mad okay. I'll be back. Got it. All right. So. Um, uh, PK in your eyes, in my in my eye, my does it eye. does uh twenty forty nine, like put a stamp on having Deckard be or not be a replicant? That that is just like going back to the whole Inception, the the top at the end with um uh, Nolan's movie is, yeah. is it is what you make it. I'm a firm believer that Deckard was a rep. Was a replicant. Yeah, was a rep. And he was a, he was a sales rep no, for Tyrell. No, I am a firm believer that he was totally, totally a replicant. And um, 
his motives, obviously, as uh, Joel said earlier in the yeah. in the podcast, you know he he's born and bred for this single thing, taking out all the replicants, and uh, he does this whole Rachel thing, and I I firmly believe that with the introduction of Rachel, that character, it was the prolongation of and the, the evolution of the replicant series, where right. they live longer, they have babies, and they move on with their lives. Because when you look at anything, you know, I'm sitting right here with three phones sitting in front of me. <laughs> Every generation is making it better, uh, you know, making it better. Yeah. Doing something more, doing something that, you know, previously wasn't possible, uh, despite the fact of, you know, is it breaking to the universe or mm-hmm. is it breaking to whatever making something more and more and better and better every day <laughs> in, in reference to a professor of mine why are you talking russian <laughs> um but no it was what was the original question my original question do you think that 2049 <laughs> does it put um a kibosh on your thoughts on deckard being a replicant or not oh i think it like Going back to the original answer, waivers. But in my opinion, I think it, uh, I think it enforces it almost. When you go to the whole thing where um, the resistance or whatever you want to call the the non Jared Leto Leto um, <laughs> force that's introduced very haphazardly, mind you, in my opinion, <laughs> at the end of the film, uh, how they see the. Uh, the uh whoa sorry the they see the whole replication of replicants i think that you know he is a replicant and you know that's that's just you know my opinion on it and i feel like that is uh very valuable to my point no i'm just joking that's ham's talking i don't care <laughs> what do you think joel no i uh uh in terms of i i still see him as a replicant mm-hmm. it's just uh, his motivations as a replicant change with 2049. And that's the one oh, thing yeah. that wavers me from the opinion of 2049 a little bit. Like, not too much. I, I still, I I almost kind of like, like, uh, not to spoil my review or my uh, opinion review at the end, but I almost kind of like 2049 more. But this one solidifies that uh, the motivations of Deckard from the first one where, like, in the first one, his motivations are a little wavered, where it's him, like, being this uh, Blade Runner, possibly being this replicant, but then still doing these terrible things. And in, in uh, 2049, they solidify that, in the end, it was all of his own free will, and he did leave with Rachel, and he did live a, 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 a like, a very short but happy life with her mm-hmm. where they ended up. And that's the only thing that kind of wavers me for, from it. But in terms of him being a replicant, they still throw like a few things in here and there where it's like, maybe he still is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My thought on it, like, because at first I thought, well, this can't work now. Cause Deckard, if he got this, uh, replicant pregnant then he must be I guess not one right and then yeah. I was like if he wasn't like let's say like he was an advanced model unbeknownst to himself yeah. like Rachel was if she can get pregnant then why can't he impregnate her yeah mm-hmm. so it goes both yeah. ways granted like I 
only thought of that like today. Like yeah. I didn't think about it when I was watching it because yeah. I'm like, oh, it kind of throws hey. a kibosh on the whole thing. But I don't know the whole. It's oh, it's all there, man. And then there was like the idea of like, well, he's pretty old for what he is, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but then if you watch. Um, one of the cool Easter eggs from uh, the short films is in the Blade Runner 2022 one. They go through like a little bit of the registry, and you do see uh, Dave Bautista's replicant show up in the registry when they're going through it. Okay. So it's like he existed in 2022, and now it's 2049. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like they do make replicants that live longer than what than what is expected uh, beyond four years didn't yeah. the, like, the yeah. text in the beginning of 2049 say they the nexus 8 can live indefinitely or something like that yeah well yeah, yeah they do like that, st- yeah. they do start li- like making him live to a longer time period but like batista's one is made before the blackout so it's like however many years yeah and mm-hmm. however many years mm-hmm. all right sweet deal Cool. Let's get back to Joy and now talk about her a little more freely. Okay. Now, when, for me, talking about Joy, I also have to talk about uh, Jared Leto's bodyguard called Love. Yeah. Which I feel, uh, just talking about Jared Leto's character in general, like, what is it, Wallace? Yeah. I think. Wallace Industries or whatever. Mm. He has developed uh, concepts from, like, humans in general to imply on what he creates. So like joy is cause I don't think joy is an actual AI. I think she is a program to tell you what you want to hear okay. to make you happy. That's yeah. what she is. She's joy. Yep. So when she is Ryan Gosling's girlfriend, mm-hmm. she's not really, sentient she's just telling him what he wants to hear yeah which what drives him to pursue what he wants to do yep yeah because if, if it wasn't for that voice i don't think he, i think he would just accept the fact that he's a replicant mm-hmm. yeah so that kind of drives that idea of like even if it's a very fake relationship if it drives you to be a better person then who are you to say that it's a fake relationship yeah but it's not I guess, but, like, in his case, it was driving him to be a better person, but, like, it's only driving you to do what you kind of want to do, regardless of what your yeah. motives are. But how many times do you want to do something, but then other things kind of drive you to not do it? Like, it's just like, well, I got this to do, like, I have, like, I'm, I, like, I have this other life, I, I can't pursue this other thing. Like, how many times do we ignore that voice in the back of our head that's like this is what's going to make you happy why don't you just do it and joy is that program that tells you to do that yeah and that's who she is to ryan gosling granted i i I, like i go into this thinking that she's just a program she's not any kind of sentient being whatsoever but he values her that much that because she tells him what he wants to hear to the point where he fucking gets a fucking like memory stick that probably cost him like, I don't know how many fucking... How many like, credits? Space yeah, credits or whatever. Yeah, how many fucking... Like, how much in terms of that? Like, just to keep her around because that's the thing that drives him now. Because I think that's the reason why I got in the relationship with her to begin with. Because she's fake. Like, he thinks he's fake. Like, I get... Because he, yeah. he never really pursues a relationship with another real person. 
he just accepts that he's not real. So he, the only way he can have a relationship is, is with something that's not real. Mm-hmm. And like you see that before Joey gets introduced where like he goes to his like crappy apartment where all the humans or whatever they are, they completely like hate on him. Yeah. And even like when he closes his door, you see like this, this the racial slurs, I'm sure at the time on his door. Yeah. And that's like it's his refuge. Skinner. Yeah. Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I, I halfway agree with what you're saying. Like, I, because he's being such an outcast because everybody knows he's a replicant, call him a skin, like a skin job and Skinner and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Like he can't connect with anybody. So he has to go out and buy somebody to connect to. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's that is to that extent. I think it's more, it's not about deprecation from everybody else. It's self deprecation. Like he sees himself as less than human because he goes out and that's, that's how he accepts the fact that he hunts replicants is because he's a product. He's a product gathering other products. Right. And so when, if he's going to have a relationship, it needs to be with another product, which is from the Wallace, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but yet it, it tends to be a product that tells you what you want to hear. So when he does come across as evidence that shows that he might be a real person, she in lanes that anymore. She even gives him a name. Yep. Like just a yeah. made up name. She starts calling him Joe. Yeah. Where like, that's what, that's what he always wanted, but he never accepted that part of himself because he always saw himself as a product, even though he wanted to be real he always saw himself as a product, but joy makes him real, and that's what drives him to find out whether or not he's a real person or not. Yeah, I mean, which is which works out good for him, but let's like you find out the like the Black Mirror twist in this is that it's just like a virtual, uh, uh, dating thing or a companion. For anybody. So yeah. it would do that with anybody. It wouldn't necessarily turn out great for everybody else. It's kind of like a weird Blade Runner sort of virtual fleshlight. Like no. it's only, <laughs> yeah. it's only mass. Like it's not, I'm not saying it's because like, it's masturbatory, but it, it's like uh mentally masturbatory. But who like are it we? makes you feel good inside by just like yeah. bolstering your confidence. Cause you find out that like, she's not special. To just him, she would yeah. be doing the same thing to ev- anybody. But who are we to say that's not real to him? Because, like, shit, there's fucking prostitutes in Japan that are paid hundreds of dollars just to cuddle with people in the bed in beds and tell them that they're amazing. Mm-hmm. No, I no, I understand that. Like, like, that's that's just it's just what that makes you feel. And I love this this aspect of Blade Runner that they introduce this, where it's like this is a completely fake thing yeah. but because it makes him feel this way it it like pushes him to be a better person yeah so who are we to say that that's fake to him because it made him greater than what he than what he thought he was yeah no and i don't i i'm not disagreeing with you it worked out in his case mm-hmm. but then when you find out like that she is like she doesn't even look different in the advertisement besides yeah. like having a wig or whatever on yeah. mm-hmm. like she <laughs> and her, her showing, and yeah. her ass and tits are out and this giant fucking <laughs> advertisement that's illuminated down blocks Jesus of streets H, yeah. um 
But like it was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty forty nine was a different time. Different part of her life there. But yeah. that's like the Black Mirror twist is like, oh shit! Like she was nice to you because she's nice to everyone, because that's what her program yep. is. Yeah. yeah. But like, granted, it works to have him progress his story in a positive way. Like you find out that it's she's. Like, completely identical to probably millions of other ones that are out there. Yeah. But that's what it goes to say is, like, then what's, then, what is, what is that, the value to you? Like, if that's the value to everybody, then you just have to, you just have to fucking accept that as that's the value to you. Like, I love, there's a throwaway line in there when they introduce Harrison Ford, when, Ryan Gosling shows up, like, like just wakes up in his fucking penthouse or whatever in Las Vegas or whatever, and he looks at the dog, and he says, is that dog real? And he says, I don't know, why don't you ask him? Yeah. It's just, it's it it's whatever you make it to be. Like, if that, is that dog real? I don't know, why don't you ask him? Is that dog real? It's up to the dog. It's not up to anybody else. Is yeah. that really, is, is my, is... Ryan Gosling's relationship to Joy real? It's up to him. Yeah. That it's 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 all what he takes out of it. He doesn't give a fuck if like Joe Fatass down the street has the <laughs> same fucking program telling him the same exact shit. If it's real to him, it's fucking real to him. And that's what I love about Blade Runner. It's like the fakest fucking thing could be presented to you and as long as it like makes you feel a certain way, who is anyone else to tell you that you know everyone else has that shit, same shit too? No, it feels amazing to me, and that I'm gonna take. That's what I'm gonna take it as. Yeah, yeah. I also like that dog line uh, because it's like Deckard be like, "You hunt replicants, bitch. You fucking figure it out yeah. for yourself." You, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I I like but that. I, I, no, I took it more as like this is Deckard finally breaking down how he feels about replicants. Was ask him like it. I don't care if you're a replicant or not. If you think that you're a living, if you're a uh, fully functional living being it's up to you to decide yep. the and the one thing that i want to talk about that where it's you know it's up to you to decide going back to the joy thing is just like yeah that's you know the, his progression of the movie and she's urging him on to search his individuality i wanted to see that point where it was like you know a uh, love is that the wallace's uh android that comes yeah. in replicant i wanted to see that where joy is like I'm going to help you, um, Ryan Gosling, but no, no, no program change. No, I'm not going to help you at all. This is my person now. And it's just like complete 180 where she's completely divulging all this stuff to the Joy's character. And it was just like a complete just betrayal. I wanted to see Ryan Gosling's character torn apart more, more than just killing the hologram emitter. I just wanted to see Ryan Gosling's heart ripped out in that scene. Yeah, and we yeah. see it when the the emitter gets destroyed, but it's just like that's just that's just what happens when like uh, your your dog gets killed or whatever. I wanted to see just full full on, just like no, you're like the thing that I wanted, and it's completely gone <laughs> in my life. No, oh, 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 I can't breathe. I wanted to see that, and I didn't. And when that happened, when she get when she got killed, I was like. You could have done more with that, but you didn't. I, 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 but I thought that would have been like low hanging fruit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because like if it was just like a no, 
Like I would not have liked that so much. But um, I don't know. I don't know. That might just be know. the hams talking. But, yeah, <laughs> I because I kind of expected her to like kind of get captured and then everyone to find out like his secrets because they're trying to keep that from happening. I'm like, oh, they'll yeah. eventually get it, and it doesn't. But, like, the step forward from that, and we've seen it in many movies where she does get turned to the dark side. I want to see that little spark. Just that, just that little spark where she's like, <laughs> you know what? I am a, I am a, a, an AI or I'm a hologram, but I really love him and, and, and deep down in my programming. And I'm actually gonna turn on my, my but my no. Wallaceness. <laughs> no, but that's that's the thing though. Like I think because Wallace, he he develops these two programs. He develops Joy, mm-hmm. and he develops a replicant called Love. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I love the most is that uh, the replicant called Love throughout is one of my favorite characters of the whole fucking movie. Okay, because. When she shows up, she just acts like a like a bodyguard for Wallace, where like he tells her what to do and she goes and does it. But when she does those things, like she's like borderline crying or like really distraught that she's doing it. And I think one of my favorite things about this movie is that whereas Blade Runner sets up the fact that is something process can something that's processed be valued, this movie brings up can something that's valued be processed because he because br- he develops joy and he develops love where he de- he develops a replicant that can unconditionally love you to the point that they will do whatever you ask even if they don't want to do it and that's what love is mm. so when okay. she breaks in and she fucking she kills the fucking police captain mm-hmm. she's fucking doing all this terrible shit to a whole bunch of people just to capture punches that greasy like guy so hard in the neck yeah, that he yeah. bleeds out of all Coco, of his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she does all this terrible yeah. shit. Yeah, she does all this terrible shit in the name of Wallace because she unconditionally loves him. Like just like a, it's like an almost like an abusive relationship where she can't help but love him because it's a programmed thing in her that she unconditionally loves Wallace. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, can you value something after it's being like mass produced wow yeah i never thought about that well yeah because he's mass producing love in his replicants that's how he's mm-hmm. making them obedient mm-hmm. yeah i don't know man that's pretty deep it's heavy shit <laughs> tell you what tell you what um one of my favorite characters in 2049 was like i can't remember her name but the Dreamweaver. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Dreamweaver. Like the person who like ge- generates oh. all those memories yeah, with yeah. her like fucking yeah. weird camera lens device or whatever <laughs> yeah. she has. Yeah. That I fucking loved her character and she's in she has very little screen time. Mm-hmm. Like she might Which be in a very for, pivotal part. Very pivotal part, <laughs> which we'll progress to. But yeah. like when Ryan Gosling finally meets her cuz he's like on the trail to figure out like could the memories that was implanted in him be possibly real? Yeah. Because he's trying to figure out, like, was I born or not? Because he keeps having this memory of this wooden horse, and um, he hides this horse from a bunch of bullies that were in that orphanage. 
or yeah. whatever that mm-hmm. he vis- also visits. That's also you find out that is real. Mm-hmm. When he goes back there, he finds the fucking horse, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What the fuck?" And so like, <laughs> yeah. he, it was at that point where I'm like, "Holy shit, I am way invested in this yeah. movie right now." Yeah, they do a really good job of being like, Ryan Gosling is the fucking thing. Yeah, where you're like, shit. So like you're like invested like. You're almost on his same journey where you're like, fuck, like, what do you do when you're the the product of what could be two replicants? Yeah. Mm. And then like, are you alive? Yeah. And so when he goes to, like, the memory maker and she, she can tell easily, like, if a memory's fake or real. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, is this memory that I have in my head, is it real? And she sees it for a second and, like pulls back and like is just crying like saying like yeah it's real yeah and you're like holy shit fuck fucking shit this ryan gosling character yeah is fucking like the real fucking deal yeah mm-hmm. and so like and you spend the whole movie like even when he visit when he finally finds deckard you go through your head like he's with his dad that his that's dad? his dad right yeah. now and then it finally, like, drops a bombshell that Deckard's like, yeah, we had a girl. And you're like, oh, what? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. And then um, it's you find, like, this is the huge big reveal at the, like, of the whole thing. Yeah. But you find out the memory maker was the actual yeah, kid. Yeah, because she, yeah. she brings up the line that she puts a piece of herself in all of her creations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, so that's why she was crying at that memory, because it's her memory. Yeah. And, like, I, I I didn't get it until, like, it showed her again, like, when it was a kind of recapping of... I. It was fucking late yeah. when I was seeing yeah. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was like, holy shit, it was the chick the whole time? That's fucking But, no, I love how they present it. I love how they present it, because there's so many movies nowadays where, like, when they do, like a twist like that like it's one where it's like there's no way i could have figured that out but with this they lay the pieces out for you like piece by piece where it's like when you think back on the film it's like fuck how did i not know that right yeah I, and i didn't i didn't see because it did a great job of like not giving it away like it's, yeah. it's not treating the audience like an idiot yeah and like spoon feeding you this shit yeah like, it, it lays the piece out for you, and then if you don't get it by then, then it's like, here's the pieces leading up to where the answer is throughout the whole movie. Like, it's just it's just scenes from the movie leading up to, yeah, this is the answer. You're like, fuck, how did I not see that? Right. Now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> the movie's not an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Which is good, because the movie I know. took you on a ride. Yeah, I, yeah I love that. Like, yeah. it, it convinces you so much that Kay is... Is uh, Deckard and Rachel's son mm-hmm. that when they actually introduce the daughter, you're like, whoa, what? And then they give you all these scenes, you're like, fuck, she is your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That yeah, really it, well it is done. a really fucking cool reveal, and it just it blows you, it like blows your mind. Yeah. And then it also makes you see uh, Kay's uh, motivations, where when it gets to the end, when Pretty much everyone's telling him to kill Deckard. Yeah. Like, the fucking Resistance telling him to kill Deckard, and the fact that Wallace wants Deckard just to find out how 
he impregnated a replicant just to get rid of him just for that sake so that he's not like enslaving more people yeah like that's the only reason like there's no reason why he should not just let let decker die but the fact that his memories are his daughter's memories makes him his father yeah like at the end when it's like when like he saves him and he's like bleeding out and he's like dying and uh deckard's like who am i to you like you almost kind of want to save him like you're his fucking dad yeah (laughs) because yeah he has all your daughter's memories how can he not say you're not his dad yeah because you're a part of him Mm -hmm. like that's like a fucking awesome ending like that's he's motivated by the fact that he he holds the memories of his daughter Mm -hmm. so that means that's his he's his son Mm -hmm. yeah fucking great (laughs) it's good god damn so good the the one thing that i like about the one i'm sorry the one thing that i don't like about this movie and the last one is just like you know, it, it ends like that where, he, you know, he goes to his daughter and he hangs out with her. And same thing at the first one where it's like him and Rachel run off or whatever. It just kind of ends. I feel like it ends and it's like, you know how it ends where, you know, they go run off to do their thing. But I feel like it's how when we do like when we did all our films in the past where it's mm-hmm. like, well, it's over. Yeah. No <laughs> what, if it, what if it ends where it's like what if Deckard kills his daughter yeah. uh, what's, uh, what's gonna happen now but yeah it's uh it's here and it's uh you know, I don't you know. leave like, it up yeah I don't know I don't know what else they can say after this though like the the final scenes where uh Gosling's character is just collapsed on the steps cause he's been shot like 20 billion times <laughs> shot and stabbed and he's like yeah. well I'm not the uh I'm not the, the 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 son or the daughter of the the, the Messiah. I'm not the I'm not Neo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just gonna, just a part later. of me is like, a part of me like saw that and like I feel like it, it's sad to say, but I feel like he's accepted the fact that he's just a pro- he went back to being a product again. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, well, that sucks. I know. Like, yeah, like it's a it's a bummer ending. It's a bummer ending. But like, yeah, like the minute he was told that he's not he's not uh, the actual born offspring of a of replicants he just saw himself being a product again Mm -hmm. and then but he followed he followed the uh like the uh motivations of the memories that he had because in all in all honesty like his 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 better judgment would be just let decker die and join the resistance but that's not who he is who he is is the memories that he holds which is decker's daughter's Yep, definitely could see that. I just want to say that I feel like that this film is definitely way more in depth and physiological or philosophical than uh, Alien Covenant. <laughs> what what a fucking I don't piece wanna, of shit! Let's I don't want to talk about. I don't want to open up that can of worms, but I feel like this film was just way more like in depth. Yeah, Alien, I'm sorry. Alien Covenant was one of the lowest scored movies that we've done all year. It is. Wow. I think one of us gave it an F. <laughs> I gave it an F because it was dog shit. Wow. We might have both gave it an F. I don't remember. It is. But like, yeah, we graded that yeah, very low. Terrible. It is. It should not have been called. It should have been kind of David David Uprising or whatever <laughs> the fuck. Is. 
android name is. <laughs> Did you guys read that that's where Ridley Scott wants to take the, the next Alien movies? He wants to make it more yeah. AI and not Alien. He wants to almost completely take out Alien and the whole thing. Well, we'll see if they even we'll, get made. We'll see yeah. what happens there. I feel, you, know, you know what? I, I feel like Blade Runner did it better <laughs> than yeah. he could ever possibly do. He just wants to make replicant movies. Uh, well, now that we did bring up Alien, though, because there's like a fan theory that the Alien universe is in Blade yeah, I saw that. Yeah, are connected, and like I, I was talking to GHD yesterday because I'm like, Alien takes place farther in the future, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm like, so if they are, let's just say they are connected, right? And they're making life like to the point where they can reproduce replicants, but the androids in the future are fucking weird and full of milk. <laughs> I was going to say, milk bots. Like, where did they jump and, like, downgrade to whatever they're doing there? And th- the only reason I bring that up is to make that one joke. <laughs> is to make robots full oh, of milk. So full milk of milk. <laughs> hey, milk truck just arrived. <laughs> Reference to a YouTube video. Holy shit. <laughs> Currently hot on the internet right now. <laughs> Chopping beats. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say about uh, 2049 before we give it like a, a final grade here? Uh, I feel like we covered a lot. And yeah, we've been we covered, going on a long time a about bit, it. Yeah, a lot, lot of it. But yeah, we did. No, I, I feel like this definitely takes Blade Runner and it breaks it down to a lot more interesting aspects that I really appreciated. Yeah. yeah. I also, yeah. Oh, well, yep. I said right up top that I yeah. found this more interesting than the first one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Granted, it's like, this wouldn't be anything without the base that Blade Runner gave it. Yeah. So like, while this is visually stunning, like it was off the back of the original Blade Runner. So like you can argue like what was more original. Very true. Yeah. Uh, I feel like not only these days in this culture and how movies and films and how our content is developed. Content. Um, basically, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> with the, the shorts leading up to Blade Runner um, 2049. Yeah. I feel like that's where it's going. And I feel like that's how it's going to evolve into the future where it's not just... You watch the movie, you can enjoy it for what it is, but if you want the full in-depth story, yeah. you got to watch all this. And uh, the thing that I, I'm going to say right now, I love the movie, but I feel like with any Ridley Scott movie, I said this before <laughs> and I'll say it again, there's going to be like four different versions that are going to come out and it's going to be like... What was the what was the what was the real meaning of behind this all? Yeah, like I don't mind having other supplementary material out there that helps yeah. like fill in a story, mm-hmm. but like if it's necessary to watch something to understand the plot, get the fuck out of here with that stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, don't want to watch, and I don't think it's necessary. But like just watching the shorts, I. It made it more fun to watch. Like, yeah, I, I they're feel like, more supplementary. Yeah, like I feel like you watch Blade Runner twenty four nine for what it is. Just like go into it and, and watch it for what it is, and not be like lost throughout the whole thing. Like they lay out enough stuff here and there, but just the fact that I did watch the shorts beforehand, like it added another depth to it, where I was like, mm. I I appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So I I gotta ask you guys this right now, kind of side tangent, uh, where we are right now. The year is twenty seventeen. Am I correct? 
you time are this correct. podcast yes. is being uh, created. Yes. Um, how it is right now, this isn't a, a new thing. Like we've seen it with heroes. We've seen it with other different TV shows oh, and different yeah. movies. Nostalgia bringing everything back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> going forward, 2017 and up, do you guys feel like <clears throat> movies, TV shows, books, comic books, do you think in the future how we consume our media when we understand how things work and we try to, you know, d- dissect movies from how things happen, do you feel like the culture is developing into that where in order to fully understand a movie, you have to read the, the book or you have to watch the comic or see the, the, the shorts or anything. Do you feel like that's where we're going? Say 100 years from now, do you guys feel like that's what it is? Uh, just, just you guys, your, your guys' opinion right now. I feel like it could get to that quickly. <laughs> from where we are now, or do you think that? But just I feel a like fad? there will be a, yeah. I feel like it would be a fad because yeah. there would be a kickback against it because mm-hmm. there's going to be some point like let's say that does happen in the next ten years or whatever mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, watch all these YouTube shorts and fucking catch me on Vimeo and read this side comic and there's a novel that's also made mm-hmm. to get this fucking one movie that's out that's going to bomb terribly because nobody <laughs> understands it because they didn't read mm-hmm. any of the supplementary material or do whatever. And then it's going to blow up in somebody's face. And I feel like that might not be that far off. Granted, like, I don't... It's, that's just a crapshoot it even gets to that point. You know what I mean? Because I feel like the movie industry is smart enough that they're like, well, that's not really that smart to do. Yeah. But um, I do, with more avenues and stuff to go out, like... Like, like take the John Wick movie, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine with just having it be John Wick and John Wick 2. But, mm-hmm. like, there's also a comic that's out about John Wick that fills yep. in a little more sided, like, stuff like there. Mm-hmm. There's, like, going to be a series about the hotel or something that's going to be on television. I don't need all that stuff to give me the mystery around John Wick if there is a mystery at all. Like, I just like this man... Have ambiguity be the best driving force forward mm-hmm. and let the movies fill it in. Like, I don't mm. need every single franchise to be in every single medium. But I, I to counterpoint it a little bit, okay. I feel like, uh, like, if you're a passionate about something and, like, you want to have that, like, that extra bit of knowledge to it, like, I, I don't. To mainstream content to a point where people can go into it not having to know a bunch of shit, like, that would be good. But, like, also, like, putting on, like, some, like, like a, a few, like, addendums here and there. Like, some, granted, like, some, like, off-the-cuff, off like, YouTube videos or what, what have you. Like, I feel like that would help help you appreciate it, like, a little bit more. Like, there's people that want to be out there and be, like... Like, I'm going into this, like, knowing that this is a thing and this is a thing. But then you also have the people out there that's like, I don't know anything going into it, but they still appreciate it. Like, to try and appeal to those different levels of nerd. Mm. <laughs> to, to, yeah, like, yeah. to, like, okay. to, like, put it in a, in a, in a certain context. Because there's people that want to be like, I, I feel like I'm in the know and then go see something. As opposed to someone that's like, I just want you to entertain me with the content you're giving me. If you can, like, present those two different types of content through the same medium, then why not? Mm. Yeah. 
Um, and also, like, just to add on to that, too, I'm going to take just comic books as an example. So, um, continuity is a big, huge thing in comic books. But, like, even though sometimes they go off and do wacky fucking adventures, they're like, whoa, is this fucking really happening? Is this real? Because, like, Batman, sure, you're fighting the Joker, and then, like, the next issue... You're in outer space fighting a clone of yourself that wears a rainbow costume. <laughs> Does that, is that canon? It has to be, right? Because it's all in the books. It's only if it is popular. You know what I mean? Okay. So, like, if it gains popularity, then people accept it into canon. But if something, like, does not go over well, it eventually, like, gets into obscurity and people, like, will retcon it like as it never happened. They'll gloss right over it. Then that's just one example of like in a comic book culture, that's kind of how it works. Mm. Like the Dark Knight Returns that came out in 1986 was supposed to be just like a one-off story that like this is maybe what happens in Batman in the future. And it got so popular that now, yes, in the future, this is what's going to happen. Like (laughs) Batman's going to become a grizzled man and adopts like a new Robin and all that shit. Like, that's where everyone wants that story to go because it was super popular. Same with the killing joke with uh, Barbara Gordon getting shot in the spine. That was just supposed to be an Elseworlds one-off story. And it got was so popular that's like, yeah, Barbara Gordon hasn't done shit in a few years. Let's have that actually happen. Now she's in a wheelchair. And that's yeah. ever since then she's been in a wheelchair. You know, mm. like that? Because okay. just because of popularity. And I... Outside of the comic book medium, I feel like that could work the same way. I mean, that's worked from... Granted, now they're not all canon anymore, but, like, the Star Wars franchise... Yeah, after universe. After Return yeah. of the Jedi, all that... The novels and all that shit, mm-hmm. like... Some of it... I mean, I guess it was all kind of canon, but, mm-hmm. like, the popular stories are the ones that, like, people branched off of and, like, yeah, this guy exists. Yeah. But, like, all the shit ones, no, they didn't. Yeah. But then Disney retconned all that shit. Right. And yeah. so now yeah. it doesn't all matter anyway. So yep. anyway, that's. But to take, lo- to take the Blade Runner uh, argument, who are you to tell those people that, that it's not real? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> What's the line? Uh, something of the eye of the beholder or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's the line. Be- beauty Verbatim. Is the, yep. yeah. Something uh, of the eye beholder. Or what totally. the, whatever the fuck. You know line what? for line. Uh, milk truck just arrived, okay? That was <laughs> a new phone there. <laughs> My phone cannot be activated. It says phone not activated. Please contact Verizon at their whatever phone thing. Uh, uh, LGV30 <laughs> camera really good. Service not so great. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm gonna call Verizon tomorrow. Give them a piece of my mind. Good. Uh, you know what is is great though? Hams. <laughs> Check it out. Very crisp. Very refreshing. Uh, been around since 1886. Holy. 1865. Cow, Sorry. I just want to read the 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 crest here. Brewed in true family tradition, from the purest water, and the choiciest. That's barley malt. They didn't use choice. No, word. no, look. That's it not says a word. it right here. Choiciest. Can you read that, please? Brewed in true family tradition from the purest water and choicest barley malt. Choicest. Not choiciest. <laughs> choiciest. <laughs> but using the eye beholder. Yeah, or so, whatever the fuck. Grains not, and not hops. To, uh, 
Not to uh, kibosh this party, but we're like three hours and ten minutes in. Do you guys Whoa. want to give a grade on Jesus Christ? Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. <laughs> I would. Um. Oh, I would probably give a. I'm teetering on a two grades. I'm, oh, I'm going to give no. it a B plus. Okay. I really enjoyed a lot of the plot elements to Blade Runner 2049 and a lot of twists along the way. I really liked it, but I just think like it's overlong, just like this show. <laughs> <laughs> and it could just be a whole lot of scenes about Paul talking about hams. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I, like, even though it's it, it Blade Runner brings up like a whole cool universe and like all these interesting topics to talk about, like just as a movie, I'm just like, yep, yeah, that was a good movie. Like okay. it's not it it didn't blow me away. Visually, still very impressive, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like B plus. The fact they still have Atari. Come on. Yeah, what are you thinking? And Pan Am? Was, was Pan Tari Am hasn't existed Jesus. for 30 years. Were those actually... No. Are they sponsors of the movie? No, because no, they don't <laughs> exist. There's no way they can Atari's sponsor still shit. still around. How? They probably got like 20 back. bucks left of their bank, bank <laughs> account. came back. It was like, fuck Nintendo. We're going back to Atari. Yeah. No. Anyway. Uh, I agree with Troy. B+. Plus. A lot of great things about the movie. A couple things that could have been improved upon, but... You know what? Good B plus, uh, maybe a couple points towards the A minus range, in my opinion. Okay. I'll give it a I'll give it a, a solid A, not a higher A, not a lower A, just a in the middle A. Uh huh. I really enjoyed it. I liked all of the plot points they brought up in terms of just discussion. Like me and yeah. Molly Pop had like a huge discussion about shit in the movie on the way back. And if you do that, like I just automatically start liking you, yeah, because it makes me think about stuff in general, and especially uh, a lot of the characters. Like, I feel like a lot of the characters that they even I think almost all the characters in this, if they were not like super interesting, they brought up points where I was like, made me think more about the world in general. So I would definitely give this a solid A. It definitely drags in a few points. But I, even in those points, like I can see why they still kept it around, and I still enjoyed it. So, big solid A. Solid A. Solid A. Solid A. Um. Well, besides cramming yourself full of Blade Runner this last week, uh, what uh, else have you been into, JT? What have I been into? Well, sure. uh, I uh, saw the Casey Affleck. Rooney Mara movie, A Ghost Story. Okay. Uh, it's like a smaller independent film. Uh, it's interesting. All right. I'll put it that way. All right. It, uh, like, it's, I feel like if, uh, like a common moviegoer, like a regular moviegoer were to see it, they would call it pretentious as fuck. <laughs> wow. All right. But... There were some elements I pull out of it that were interesting. 
did you just is this a dvd netflix thing yeah okay. yeah 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 it, it, well it's basically about uh casey affleck and rooney mara are like a couple that live in this house and casey affleck dies in a car accident okay and he comes back as a ghost where they like it's like so low budget that they legit do the whole thing where it's two holes in a sheet okay <laughs> and he like Fucking, he's given the chance to, like, actually, like, go to heaven and shit, but he decides to stick around and just, like, follows her. And, like, it gets, like, super pretentious at times. Like, there's, like, a legit, like, it feels like ten minute scene where you're watching Rooney Mara eat a, a whole pie. Ugh. <laughs> I think I heard With, like, about this. Him, and... like, standing in the background where you're like, is this gonna ever end? <laughs> like, is the whole rest of the movie gonna be... Us watching her eat a whole pie. I think I actually heard about this movie only because of that pie. And she actually ate that whole pie. She she did. She (laughs) ate the whole pie because you watch it in the movie. She eats the whole pie. Yeah. That's the only thing I know about this movie at all. Is that Rooney Mara ate... And an, uh, an yeah. entire pie, and it, it like it, it like they do like random scenes like that where it's like, why am I watching this? But then there's other scenes where like they go for like further on in the future where uh, they kind of play on the whole scenario of like if you if you die and you have the ability to stick around, like why would you leave? Mm-hmm. And they kind of play on that where like he even comes in contact with another ghost and they're just kind of like interacting with each other where it's like why are you still around and the other guy and the other ghost is like i don't know and then it gets to the conclusion where like casey affleck's ghost doesn't really tell you what he knows so it's like okay so when is he gonna get to that point where like he's been around for so long that he has no idea why he's still around all right and like i don't know it's interesting in that aspect because like even like the ghost that he talks to gets to a point where it's like I give up. I don't know why I'm here anymore. And it just vanishes. But he sticks around where he's where you're like, do you still know why you're here? Like, why are you still around? Like, even, like, lives long enough where, like, time has started over. And he's, like, watching people from the 1800s where I'm like, are you just going to be around forever? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's like that slippery slope of, like, when do you accept your death even after death? I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't want to see this movie. I, 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 yeah, I feel, I feel, yeah, I, I feel, yeah. Like, but it, it was interesting just to like watch that because there's even like a, like, uh, like he sits in on this party in his in his house after like his girlfriend's long gone, but he's stuck at the house. Mm-hmm. Where there's this party where this guy just goes in this long diatribe about like, like what is a legacy? Where like even if you're Beethoven and your like music lives on for hundreds and thousands of years. Like, what if mankind ends? Then you're you're just done. Your right. legacy's done. Then who fucking cares? Yeah, I don't know. It just it just makes you get this introspective on like what life is. All right. Maybe I'll try to YouTube the scene where she eats a whole pie, <laughs> and then I'll just watch that. But no, Paul, have you heard of a ghost story? Oh, I have not. Okay, well, listen back to the show and um, what kind of pie is it? I'm kind of curious. Yeah, what kind of pie? Maybe apple? Ugh. I'm not sure. Ugh. I'm not into apple Coconut, yeah. Coconut it's legit, cream. It's like legit, like almost <laughs> five to ten minutes you're watching her eat a whole goddamn pie. It's ridiculous. There you go. There you have it. <laughs> uh, anything else? Is that it? 
Um, shit. What? Else? Oh, uh, Molly made me not made me, but uh, in, introduced me to watching Little Shop of Horrors for the first time. Oh yeah. Oh. Damn it! It's good. Yeah, I've never seen that either. So. Man, fucking. I've heard it's very good. The puppetry they do with that shit is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I heard it's great. Like Audrey too looks ridiculous near especially at the end when it's like fucking taking up the whole goddamn shop yeah and uh there's a scene where uh steve martin who plays like the fucking abusive boyfriend who's a dentist uh-huh. is like drilling someone's mouth and like the mouth is like a weird puppet that they're like filming through yeah and it's like oh my god like how the fuck do you get that shot yeah like it's really fucking good I haven't ever, I've never seen it, but I've seen a ton of stuff about Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. so I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, when we, when we do our, when we do our musical month, that, we're getting, we're adding Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. For, for sure. We were talking to, you were texting me earlier today, we were maybe thinking about doing it next month, but, or, I'm mean, not next month, but December. Yeah. Right? And, like, that, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know, I want to... To wait till like there's like a lull yeah, in the big, year, yeah, big lull. Because December there's like mo- like end of the year wrap ups, and yeah. we got our end of the year review. So we thought maybe we'd like catch up on stuff that we missed or something oh, yeah. along the I, line. Yeah, I feel like December would be really fun to like kind of like bring up like stuff that we liked that we don't think the other ones saw that we could kind of like throw yeah. in. All right, that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, but musical month is definitely going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing next year. for sure because there's so many musicals I've like stumbled on where I'm like, fuck, we need to talk about this. Yes, so that will be that could be definitely on the dock because I've never seen that. Yeah, um, sweet and, deal. And uh, I was I was told you that I was going to talk about this, but then you told me to save it for the show. Me and Molly. Watch the next episode of Inhumans. Episode three. Episode right? three. Okay. Where, uh, like, we I were can't at even home. I believe you went on with it. So, well, well, me and Molly were at home yesterday. This is, like, our first time, like, at home together in, like, a long time. Because I've been doing this shitty fucking play. <laughs> Not going to go into it. It sucks. I hate it. <laughs> but <laughs> me, and, uh, me and Molly were home we're at home together for the first time in forever and like we were trying to find something to watch we couldn't find anything and molly was like you know it was bad but i kind of want to see where in humans goes and i was like all right and we watched it and it gets more dumb as it goes on to the point where i kind of want to continue to see how dumb it gets oh hate watching kind of a thing yes okay so let me lay this out for you. Lay it so, uh, shit, I don't even know where to start because it gets so bad oh, everywhere. All right, Medusa. I'll start with Medusa. So Medusa's whole arc in the in the last episode was she goes to an ATM, yells at it to give her more money because she's the queen, uh-huh. and it doesn't. So she breaks into someone's house and steals all their shit. <laughs> and she's no, she's. A hero. <laughs> she's one of the. She's one of the. One of the protagonists in the story. Mm-hmm. She breaks into someone's house, steals all their shit, and then finds a cab to go to where Black Bolt's being held in prison. Here's Black Bolt's story. Black Bolt is in prison, and uh, gets interrogated by the warden of a prison. 
like where all of his like inhuman counterparts are, he can't talk. So they put him in the general popula- general population, aka Gen Pop, because uh-huh. that's a cool way to say it. Cool. <laughs> uh, they put him in prison, and uh, turns out. Oh well, before I get into that, uh, some Samoan guy sees him, and the guard, as he's being helped, bring brought up. Guard tells him, "You know, one of those police officers you injured was one of my best friends. He's got six kids. Now he now he can't use his jaw for like six months or whatever, like fucking like shooting like shit or whatever." This big Samoan guy who's a prisoner is there. Is like, "Hey, bring that guy over to my cell. I want to have a good time tonight." And the guy's just like. Looks like nods at him. Mm. So they're already insinuating that rape's gonna happen to Blackbold. Okay. Takes him to the cell. Turns out Samoan guy is also an inhuman. Great. <laughs> and when the guard comes back and sees that they're playing chess together, gets mad for no reason, drags Blackbolt no out. Rape happening. No, because yeah, he's so pissed that the guy did not promise the rape that he was going to have <laughs> with so him. Much rape. That he takes Blackpool out, throws him into like the the yard where all the other prisoners are, expecting Blackpool to get fucked up. These are the prison guards, right? The righteous people, right? Throw him into into like the yard, expecting him to get beat up. Some guy goes up to him in the yard and says, "Hey, are you that guy that messed up those six cops in in downtown Hawaii?" And he just nods. And they fist bump him and congratulate him to where the guards get pissed and beat the fuck out of the prison, out of the prison yard with nightsticks, causing a prison riot by the guards. (laughs) The prison guards start a riot because they did not feel Black Bolt got raped enough. (laughs) So while this is happening, big Samoan inhuman prison got like prisoner uh-huh. grabs Black Bolt, melts a door, and breaks him out with nobody stopping them because guess what? All the guards are beating the fuck out of prisoners. Okay. Classic. <laughs> Great. It is so bad. Uh what what's what who's tattooed face guy? Karnak. He like fucked up his head his powers don't work properly right so he's decided that he will let go of the royal family because he's no no use to them and works for a pot farm oh my <laughs> god classic kiddos please tell me gorgon is still hanging out with the surfers Gorgon finds out the surfers are actually uh, undercover mercenaries with guns. Get the fuck out of here. And they help him fight off the people from the moon that come to capture him. One of them being a really shitty put together character called Mortis. Who is wearing a motorcycle jacket and helmet. But has two like orange like eye holes at the top. That he shoots fire out of. I can't even believe Whoa. he made it through it is, another episode of It this. is a terrible show, and it's so bad that I want to keep going. It's so bad. God. Like, they put over this character called Mortis. Like, oh my god, he's death incarnate. His name is Mortis. And they're like, I'm sending him. 
you guys are too far deep. And they introduce him, and, like, not only is he just wearing a motorcycle jacket and, like, a motorcycle helmet with, like, two orange glowing beams, but he talks like a bro the whole time. He's like, whatever, man, go do what you have to do. Like, you're, like, this big overpowering force that they sent. It is, Inhumans is so terrible, I'm going to keep watching it. God damn it. (laughs) Well, is there anything else you've been into? That's it. PK, is there, uh, have you been into anything else this week? Anything at all? Um, besides getting 40 phones or whatever you have? Getting it, dude, just keeping my phone uh, network active and keeping all that business, you know, good in one piece. Um, this week, uh, check it out. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, HTZ Vive and oculus are going to be releasing a new um i don't know if you guys are in the vive world if you have a big vive market within your listeners but the vr world is going to be uh developing a little more coming up here just want to <laughs> oh cracking that oh, cracking Jesus the last hands for the night um <laughs> vr is going to be stepping into the next realm within uh, the next couple of weeks gonna be making a, a little bit of an announcement coming up with just want to drop a hint Wireless. Whoa. <laughs> Wireless. I know it's happened already with our cell phones and our uh, <laughs> uh, TV remotes. Yep. But we VR. Remember those wired TV remotes. <laughs> <laughs> VR is coming into it. Um, uh, I'm a pretty big proponent for the, for the HTC Vive. HTC makes good phones, by the way. Check them out. Um, and uh, they make even better virtual reality headsets for your pc and uh, mac and uh check it out it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good time here and god mpr'd it we're just <laughs> we're just gonna be uh bringing in the uh all the all the stars who I've, have uh i've drank a shit ton of beer <laughs> i'm just gonna put that out right now we're you just cut all this out we're way too drunk no, but anyways, yeah, get a Vive, get, a, get an Oculus. Uh, stay tuned in the next couple of weeks, couple of months. Um, VR, maybe a couple of years, maybe. You laugh now, but uh, VR is the VR is going to be the new uh, Deckard, Deckard Kane. Dalbill three reference there. Great reference, just to call back. Um, check it out. I'm actually kind of a little salty because <laughs> I just want to say I, I am a little salty right now. Hams is treating me nice, but my LG V30 God. Verizon phone, uh, which did not come with a pair of headphones, oh no, uh, which I'm not happy what? about. Um, my phone does it have is, a headphone jack. It does. Oh, it does. All right, good. that's good. Which is uh, a rarity in phones in the 2017 age. <laughs> A lot of them re- rely on Bluetooth. It does come with a headphone jack. does not come with its own headphones. The European version, I just want to state this right now. Not only does the European version uh, come with different colors options, but comes with headphones. And uh, my phone is having troubles uh, activating right now. Oh. In fact, as I'm looking at it right now, uh, through the 5.6 inch or 5.9 inch OLED, OLED, OLED display, as they call it, <laughs> It says, phone not activated. Please call customer service for assistance. I'm hoping that customer service is, is in America because... Hey, come on. 
you know, I'm just saying. I hope they keep in this this business in America. Phone's not activated, even though they seem like it should be activated by the customer, <laughs> and not having to go to the mall in your rural area. Well, that's my gripe uh, for the night. <laughs> Let me. Uh, I'm sorry. Have you washed anything besides Paul unwrapping his phone? Yes, I have. <laughs> Let me tell you right now. Let me help you out on your phone thing. Please this do. This room is like a dead zone of like reception. I was connected to your Wi-Fi though. Does that make a difference? Yeah, my Wi-Fi is not His that Wi-Fi great. His Wi-Fi is not that great in this, phone, <laughs> in this room either. Uh, so maybe once you step outside, it'll help. Maybe, but let maybe. me get on to anything else, please. Okay, please. Yes. <laughs> For the love of God, I'm off my soapbox right now. You can cut all that out. Um, no, we're gonna keep it in because we, we don't. have to. Yeah, I'm not gonna edit this for fuck. How long are your podcasts usually? Not this. Long. Not this long. Okay. Not near this long. Well, I don't know how it. We We've got... gone further than our fucking TV pilot episode. Mm. People are gonna look at this and be like, "What the? No yeah. way! They're Why are you talking about two movies for this long?" <laughs> Anyway, uh, I watched uh, a YouTube little, like, 45-minute thing um, from the channel Complex, Mm. and it's a series they have called Blueprint, and they interviewed Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn. Yeah. And uh, I've seen a ton of um, interviews with, like, the image creators, image comics creators, and Todd McFarlane himself, and I've even seen Todd McFarlane in person, but, like... In this interview, he seemed to be a lot more candid, and maybe he's told the story like a million times, so like now he's just kind of shooting it off the cuff, but it seemed like he was actually being very genuine in this interview, and it told like how he started Image, and like how he got to where he was, and like where he wanted to be, and does he feel like he's being successful now, kind of goes into like the new movie he's trying to get off the ground, not so much so but like all that kind of stuff about his life and it was very interesting Mm -hmm. i would have to say if they do more of these like blueprint things about just a certain creator or whatever it is i would watch more of these because they're really interesting yeah but other than that like i've been crammed stuffing my week of blade runner (laughs) when i say that it's just yesterday i haven't had the time for anything else that's all i've been into this last week so just harrison ford yeah, so, JT, yeah. if people want to talk to you about uh, PK's phone problems, <laughs> so maybe Please you can... Please do! So they can maybe help you figure it out, so you can tell PK. <laughs> Where could they do that? They can find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, oh, and hey, why not Snapchat? Sorry. PK, where can they find you? Find me at uh, uh, PK at... PKP Films uh, on Twitter, or if you're looking for me at Instagram, I was going to sh- tell what my Instagram is, but I actually forgot. I don't have my actual phone on right now because <laughs> I'm trying to activate my phone. So it's God just just search it. PKP something. I'm guessing 33 at Instagram. All right, all right. <laughs> that was clear. I'm sorry, yeah. The, I'm in phone hell right now. <laughs> I have no. I'm. Okay, I just want to say this right now. The phone, the work phone that I was given today, not my my good phone that I that is not active. The phone that I was given right now is actually uh, a hand-me-down from a coworker <laughs> that I knew that quit his job, and uh, I'm still trying to figure out what he did to this phone because I can't actually store my contacts on it. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna figure that out, and I'm gonna get back to you. 
Great. I would be love to get that update. Troy, tell me. What the fuck? <laughs> what? what? You can find me at Troy the Max on Twitter, and you can find us, uh, me and JT, both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Review Review Pod. You can find all of our new episodes uploaded at ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com. That's right. Uh, cool. <laughs> wow. You can find all of our episodes as well on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. And well, why not? If you're on iTunes, why don't you give us a comment and review? Because if you like the show, a review and a comment helps other people find the show too. If you have something long form to say, you can do so at G or at a Gmail account. Uh, Gmail. Uh, it's that's a review review pod uh, at gmail.com. Please. Give us suggestions for shows or anything or what you're doing. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> we will legit take any message you send us, whatever it may be, and we will turn it into, let's review this. Yes. Anything. We, used to, we were on a hot streak for a while getting emails, and now yeah, no. nothing. It's... We miss you, Gabe. Was that his name? Gabe? Yeah. Are you sure? It was Gabe. Uh, Gabe, I'm tell us. I'm second guessing that now. <laughs> Message us and tell us your name is Gabe. That's all we want. <laughs> we want to know you still you're still alive and your name is Gabe. All right, that's it. But that's the show, everybody. Yep. God. Next next week we're going to use Blade Runner as a forefront to talk about weird futures. Yes. And we're, we're going to dive into Escape from. New York. Yes. We ditched Robotober. Yeah. Fuck Robotober. Yeah. Because there's not enough robot films that are on, interesting. That enough. are interesting yeah. enough. So, yeah, we're doing Escape from New York. Yep. And Crazy uh, Future Tober. That. Yeah. <laughs> totally rolls off the tongue. But that's <laughs> it. That's the show, everybody. Until next time, I've been Short of the Max Extreme. I am JD3K. And we. PK. PK Pierre, what? We're off. We're off. Okay, we're off. <laughs>